millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Do you want me to start? <laughs> G'day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Cancer Me Now podcast. Today we've got a big old episode happening. We've got the Bluey Nielsen. How you doing, mate? Good, mate. G'day, Good. Blue, ladies and gentlemen. And this is listening. Uh, you're listening to this live if you were part of the Patreon. It's only a dollar a month. Go and check it out. If you don't do it, you're a pig. Today we have an absolute legend, an Australian legend, Australian bodybuilding legend. We have Lee Priest. Lee, hey. G'day, how are you? Hey mate, how you doing? This is called Cancel Me Now, but you haven't been cancelled, so... I know, we don't really I'll try my best to see if I can get you done. This today could be the day. Could they? It could be, I've been we really kicked haven't. off a lot of things myself, so... What have you been kicked off? Instagram, Facebook, I've had the Because you had a million followers Ooh. on Instagram, and then... They deleted my page, and that just... Did that, they give you a reason, or just... Uh, what, what did they give you, that abusive or bullying and that? Oh, well, the everything. last time I just called a guy a clown a week ago... I said, stop being a clown. I put up the clown emoji. Yeah. I got hate speech and hate symbol. Yeah. You yeah. Well, that, so that I didn't know the clown was a hate symbol now. So. Shouldn't be a, in the That's a right wing thing, though. That's a right wing thing. They, they say that, that sort of um, is, is in line with the Republican movement, is the clown oh, image. Of course. Oh. So if you use that, then you must be a right wing guy, and then therefore you must, you must be banned from whatever platform we're must talking about. Must be bad for all the professional clowns out there. I mean, how do they feel? Dudes how doing they, kids parties and stuff. Exactly. How, do, how do they feel? And that's why I appreciate you, Bluey. You're always thinking of the little guy in these situations. Mate. What about the clowns? What about the actual clowns? Now, talking about clowns, I'm a bit of a clown. And this morning, uh, for a, a new show that I'm working on uh, called Average Man, uh, <laughs> I, I invited Lee <laughs> down to the uh, local gym that I go to. Uh, and basically what it is, average. I've talked about it on the podcast before, it's about to come out. What I wanted to do with it is get several episodes in the bag and then release them week on week on week, uh, which uh, turns out to be difficult to do around Christmas. Uh, Lee cancelled me three times. Tori's, Tori's <laughs> back, got COVID. the dogs. 400 <laughs> other bloody things happened. But we trained this morning and obviously being a professional bodybuilder, uh, it, you have to train a very particular way and that mm-hmm. way is full on. Like, full on. And, we and you, weren't full on today. That was just... Fuck, fuck <laughs> off. We weren't full on today. Man, I have, now, I, I don't know if it was from necessarily just the training because I, I looked back at what I had done oh, the previous yeah, evening. excuses. And uh, I think it's a pretty good excuse, but I'll tell you in a second. I was have never been so fatigued. Mm-hmm. I've never been so full of lactic acid. I've never felt so sick in the gym. Man, we were doing so. We we started off. So what with, you're saying is you shouldn't have had a wank last night before you train leagues today. Mate, there was no <laughs> wanking. Going. I was I was the wanker. I, I was walking around the gym looking just aimlessly, yeah, trying to like, recover. Like yeah, I was. Like, like, <laughs> all I was trying to do was not spew because Lee had put me through, and you'll have to check it out on, on the um, the average man show. Uh, but he put me through this uh, this workout, which was based a lot in basically just going to failure mm-hmm. on every set and. 
Man, it was it was incredibly difficult. I rang Bluey afterwards, and I just said, "Mate, <laughs> he's nearly killed me." This bloke. He, he said, like, "Is there any chance we can bring the podcast forward?" Because I'm fucked. I don't think I'll make it this <laughs> afternoon. He looked like one of those people walking around Market Town, just like you know. They just I look like a clown <laughs> at the fucking fight. They just come from the methadone clinic. Oh, <laughs> I was off my head. I'm uh, talking to him. He's just like, huh? well, there. that's the thing. <laughs> I'm glad we have the conversation available this afternoon to actually talk to you because the part of the average man is to talk to the guest. But halfway through, I was just like, yep, that's great, mate. <laughs> I'm done. Are we nearly done? around the gym. He's got me on the leg press doing set after set after set. I'm just like, when is this going to end? How long did you train for? Oh, yeah. An hour and a half. Bit hour, hour, and a, hour and a bit. Yeah, yeah. And we only did, like, okay, we did a wall sit at the end until failure. But we only did three... Three exercises. Normally, so, I'd do five or six, and yeah. yeah, because you were telling me you'd usually train for two or three hours in the morning. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. And then cardio after that, and then well, a no, training session in the I'd afternoon. Do cardio before even, yeah, don't do it again in the afternoon. And and I was just, I was in all sorts blue. <laughs> I wish you were there. You seem all right now, but you I didn't. Feel, you genuinely sounded rattled <laughs> on the phone. Well, here's the thing. So I had a big meal when I got home. I normally don't eat until dinner time, but that was not happening. You today. needed refuel. <laughs> I needed something. Yes. Uh, Refeed. Plenty of protein and. Uh, you hooked me up with some protein uh-huh. from um, from what's that? What's that company? Species, Species, my sponsor, yeah, your sponsor. Really, really good stuff. So shout out to those guys. Um, but I blame the illness that I felt on. Uh, I had some yogurt and some berries <laughs> last night. Now the berries <laughs> tasted off. Ooh, they oh. were uh, they were they were frozen berries, but they didn't taste great. And I'd flip the pack over last night, and Claire goes, "Yeah, those berries didn't taste great." I had them on my uh, my oats uh, the morning that morning. It turns out these berries were packaged. They were from Aldi, <laughs> and they were packaged in beautiful Serbia. Yeah, that's where the best berries come the from. The best <laughs> berries are known from Serbia. So uh, Serbian oh, blueberry, like war-torn berries. Oh yeah, yeah. straight out they've oh, been yeah. smuggled through fucking Ukraine to get to my stomach. So that's what I put the, uh, the nuclear fallout. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come in the same shipping container as all the AK forty sevens and, yeah, and yeah. the frozen yeah, berries. They're on top of the underneath the berries, and I think yeah, there was some sort of Chernobyl. Uh, taste coming from it but uh, I don't know if it was the death by uh, leg extensions or the death by uh, war-torn uh, strawberries but uh, whatever <laughs> happened I, I was I was in a bit of a uh, bit of trouble but Lee let's talk about you mate because yeah. you've got a stellar career uh, and and Gabe maybe you could throw up some photos of, of Lee as a youngster he was telling me today Bluey that he started training very very young yeah we really originally started training probably at 11 because my mother called me after Lee Majors and I liked just those strength things that they used to do. Those pictures in the right-hand corner, that's when I started at 12. Right over top, to the right. Top right. Yeah, at uh, 12 years old. Wow. Well, stud. <laughs> how, old, how old are you there? 12? Yeah. Fucking hell. You look better than I'll ever look. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. want to... You're not just doing like, just sit-ups then. I think that was around, just came into 86 and Rocky Ford come out with yeah, nice. and and he was training in the garage, so I trained in the garage. So I was pretty much just doing chin-ups and sit-ups. wasn't yeah. using too much weight, but just all body weight stuff, and I was doing karate at the time. So Is that where you think a lot of kids should start out, just body weight I stuff? I think so, because, you know, this, it's an all a myth about it's going to stunt your growth. I come from a short family. It's not going to stunt your growth. Now, you can do damage if you're training correctly. You mm. could, you know, hurt bones and stuff like that and hurt the growing process. But if you just do body weight push-ups, sit-ups, because at that stage from, you know, your teen years up until your almost 20 odd that's when your testosterone levels at the highest yeah that's when you'll make your best gains and training if you train correctly is only a benefit to in any sport 
Yeah, for sure. And and you got into it pretty early on. Mm-hmm. You stuck around. Your mother got involved as well. Mm-hmm. My oh. grandfather always did it too. So he, my grandfather, <coughs> he sort of got me into it. Well, not really got me into it, but he was doing it. So I'd, he'd come train with me and everyone I was getting ready for contests. Like he'd go to the gym more than me. He'd go to the Viking Centre at Elmore Vale. He'd go up in the morning, train, go back and do aerobics, go back and do circuit, go back and do cardio. Yeah, the wow. gym's having a bike ride to Dungog. Off he goes. When he was 72, he broke both his legs on the leg press. What? Doing 800 pounds. It's one of those old leg press where he had to set the chain. 800 so, pounds? So it would only come down to a certain level, oh. but, but he didn't adjust it. So I said, how'd you do it? He goes, I was going for 20 reps. I got to 19 and it just gave way. So it came down and snapped one knee, one ankle. I go to the hospital to see him and he's laying there. And nurse, I said, how's he doing? The nurse like, you talk to him. I said, why? What's up? He's like, oh, he was meant to do... Just 10 lists with his plaster cast. He's yeah. like, he's done a bloody hundred. He won't <laughs> listen. He's like, he's, he's trying to do exercise. He's revving out the rear. Yeah. That is just, that's one of those yeah. old school mentalities. Yeah, it's like, like I said, it stupidly runs in the family. But yeah, because there'll be some mornings you're ready for contests. It'll be like just pissing down outside. I lived at the Nelson Street top of Wars End. We'd always ride our bikes into Newcastle for cardio in the morning. The old Jesmond bike track and that. Some mornings it'd be pissing down, rain. I'm like, fuck yeah, I can stay in bed. Next thing fucking window <laughs> he's out there fucking raincoat on i'm like you stupid wow. old prick i said i can't let you show me up so now i get out of going down if hands are freezing cold riding oh, the newcastle <laughs> so was his background bodybuilding or was he just a, just no, he a was just hard into man fitness it, totally into fitness and he did like a bit of wrestling in the army and stuff but yeah. my great-grandfather his father was the same he up until his death he had jogged like five k's on stockton beach in his 80s with leg weights and he only passed away because we were on holidays once, slipped in the shower, bumped his head. He had to laugh about it that night, dead blood yeah, clot, but wow. healthy as anything. So yeah. Yeah. And that's something that happens with a lot of old people. It mm. just seems to be that slip. Yeah. You know, and we were talking about today um, the leg strength and, the, mm-hmm. and how leg strength correlates often to living a longer life because you're able to stabilize yourself better. You, you have this proprioception built in to know where your legs are and you're able to not mm-hmm. fall. And I think that a lot of people, I would hope, who are getting into their 50s and 60s are still doing sort of yeah. leg, leg, leg exercises, you know, even just walking, mm-hmm. trying to lunge or, or just yeah, little squats. Just body weight squats. Just little like something. That. Just, it's true the old saying goes, if you don't use it, you, know, mm. you lose it. And it does happen. And I've seen so many people use that excuse, oh, because I'm old, I can't do it. But there's lots of old people out there who are still moving because they've kept moving. It's like me, if I stop training after a while and just get lazy, it's hard for me to start again. It's yeah. like you don't want to get going. So it's my favourite thing. Doing something. It's, it's my favourite thing seeing older older blokes at the gym that are still in really good nick mm. and still like lapping young blokes. Like yeah. I've got mate like a lot of my mates are like fat electricians and fat tradies. <laughs> yeah. And I love seeing old blokes at the gym that are like still going for their doing their laps and still still doing their chin ups and, and they just love it. And and they're full of life too. It's the same with work. If you stop working and you stop using your brain, yeah. you're gonna lose it, as oh, you said. But look at this smartphones now i remember when mm. i was young and you know, we had the old dial phones on the wall but i'd have 10 mates from school i could say go call isaac okay yeah your number call bluey now i go to places who's in case of emergency my wife what's her number yeah no mate. idea yeah i was like i don't remember anything anymore nah. it's like yeah. <laughs> they call them a smartphone but i think that's just like an oxymoron to make yeah. us look <laughs> I've, I've become paranoid about that so i try and use maps as little as i can because i'm like worried that i won't be able to get uh-huh. anywhere like around town's all right, but like, and my girlfriend's really good. She does the same thing. Every time we go to Wollongong to see her family, she's like, don't use the fucking maps. Let's get there ourselves. Cause mm-hmm. you're right. You come become so dependent on it. Oh, yeah. We're all getting very dumb. The, the worst part about that is knowing when to turn off the freeway. 
Yeah. <laughs> you'd miss it. Like, yeah. you're just like, your day's ruined. Yeah. I know, we were in Sydney once and Claire was busting to go to the loo and we just missed the turn off. Oh. And it was another 45 minute yeah. round trip. It was just so many one way streets you got to oh, keep going oh, around. And, and around. I was the biggest <laughs> prick that ever lived. It was terrible. Yeah. You wonder what the fuck we did before you had maps? We, well, had, you had, taken we, had, we had that Atlas thing. We had to go G7, yeah. G6. Yeah. <laughs> they still throw those out of car windows to try and get. Do they? Well, <laughs> they still deliver them. Yeah. Like they come up and go, do you want this? And I'm like, why? Yeah. I guess if all the power goes out, and there's this new show on. Um, on binge in Australia, I think it's HBO in America, The Last of Us, which is a. I just sort of preview for that come up. Yeah, yeah, it's a video game. Uh, come out on the PS3 and then uh, come out on PS4 as well. I think uh, I played both of them, and one of the only video games I've ever really actually enjoyed. I'm not much of a gamer, but one of the best storylines, and it's basically a story of, um, you know, this is zombie apocalypse. And it's not like a, it's not a virus. It's actually a fungus that takes over people's okay. brains, which is really cool. Bit of fungus, bit of fungus, which we've all got. <laughs> uh, and the, in the story, it's it all comes down to survival. And and we just don't have anything in our oh. in our minds or in, in our in our sort of wheelhouse that we could use to survive. I know one of uh, one of our mates and 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 a friend of the show, Adam Greentree, name dropper. Uh, he is the only person that I think could really survive one of oh. those situations. Be going straight to Green Tree's house. Absolutely, yeah. I, I I know where his farm is. I'd be going there because he's got you know he's got guns, he's got you know bows and arrows. He's a hunter. Uh-huh. He's uh, you know lives off the land for I think the longest he's I got, done. I got was mates 50 like that days. in the USA, but I have to get to the USA because they got that guns. They got. Stuff stored yeah. away. Nice like, like doomsday, doomsday prepper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. And you would have spent a lot of time in the States. I was there for 18 years, yeah. Really? Well, I was originally only going for two weeks to do an amateur show because I'd won the Mr. Australia when I was 17. They said I was too young to turn professional. Anywhere else, if you win the national title, mm. you turn professional. So they denied me a pro card. So I won it again when I was 18, won it again at 19. So I'm, I'm not doing it again. So finally got on the gear. I said, I'm going professional now. So. Yeah. Started taking a bit of testosterone and Decker and put on 20 pounds in eight weeks. And Fuck. I was going to do 20 it. 20 pounds in eight weeks? Yeah, that's the thing too, because people go, oh, when you were young, you must have been on. I said, no, because I competed as a lightweight. I had to stay a lightweight, which was under 70 kilos. Yeah. I said, if you look at photos of me when I'm 19 at the beginning of the year and then 19 at the end of the year, you can see a vast, Fuck holy yeah. shit, what did he do type thing. So, yeah, so I went over there to do an amateur show when they found out I won my national title. They finally put in a request and got it back in contact with the people in Australia and I got my pro card. And then when I was in Gold's Jim Ed Connors, one of the owners, took some photos, sent them to Joe Weeder, and Weeder gave me a contract, so I ended up staying and so two weeks turned into eighteen years. Wow. So who do you get signed with there? Oh well Weeder was the one that had all the Flex magazines, Muscle okay, and so Fitness like and had it's all like the a Mega Mass 4000 supplement company and all that. Right, so you're signed to supplements. You're signed magazines, to a, yeah. a group that has the magazines and mm-hmm. has everything. Yeah. And then are you are you doing shows under their banner and that's who well, you, you represent? You, can, you compete with the IFBB, International Federation of Bodybuilding. That was like the pro organisation. So yeah, I competed with them pretty much my whole time until towards the end. And your organisation started up, so I competed with them as well. And then the IPB banned me for life for competing with a different organisation. So somewhat like the golf at the moment with the yeah. PGA Tour <laughs> and they're starting yeah, so up. I'd, but I'd always... I remember the, my first year as a pro, 93, a magazine cover come out. I was on the cover with a girl I ended up dating and it said Lee Priest banned. And I'm like, fuck, it only took me a year yeah. to get banned because I'd always right. be outspoken because I'm one of those people where I like to... Uh, promoters have to make money, I understand, and everybody else, but yet... You could have something like the Mr. Olympia mm. and only the top 10 guys make money and everybody else doesn't get a cent when they call it the Super Bowl of bodybuilding. 
I said, well, that's not fair to the guys who are coming out of the top ten. They should get something. And calls like that, I get a point, I'd get in trouble all the yeah. time. So I was just like... So for someone turning pro in mm-hmm. the bodybuilding community who has been natty up until that point, what does the, the steroid cycle look like? You said t- DECA and test well, all straight I, all up. I did, well, I did, my very first one was just DECA. Yeah. And I took 200 milligrams a week for eight weeks. So is that a big dose or is that pretty standard? No, that's small. Even okay. through my whole career, I, I, I do seminars still today. And people call me a liar because even when it comes to testosterone, like cypionate, I'd only take 400 milligrams a week. If I use SUS 250, I'd take like two meals, which is probably 500 milligrams. Mm. And that is very mild. I know young kids who take a gram, a thousand milligrams a week. I was in England doing seminars and I say, I take 400, you just see me go. Yeah. It's like, I heard you take this. I'm like, I'm the guy fucking injecting it. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like my, my crazy sex stories. And I said, why do you think I'd lie about this? So, yeah. so Nalandrone. Yeah, that's Decanate. Decanate, yeah. So would it be like with things like this, like you wouldn't, I mean, obviously everyone's different, but like you wouldn't necessarily, more. like more doesn't always no, equal bigger. It doesn't. It like doesn't that, that's what I've the, heard. And that's what people think. They think people think you just got to yeah, jam heaps of it yeah, in there, but it's actually. Like, I was in England and I was talking to some young kids there. They were taking anywhere from two to 5,000 a week. Right. I'm like, where the fuck do you put it all? I said, the only guy benefiting is your fucking drug dealer. Yeah, who you're buying it off. Yeah, because he's like, oh, you need all these drugs. And sadly, like I said, I've actually helped a few guys get ready for shows. When they've given me the drug cycle, I'm just like, Jesus. And I write them something back and guaranteed every time they send me an email back, are you fucking with me? I'm like, why? That's not enough. You haven't got this in it. You haven't got growth hormone. I said, you don't need it. I said, look, you trust me with your diet and training. Trust me with this. Yeah. They're like, okay. So they follow it. All of them won their shows saying yeah. it was the best they ever felt, the best they ever looked. It's just that mentality. Like, you get so many people on the internet who are nobodies who say, this is what the pros use. Yeah. And we just sit back and go, oh, no, we yeah. don't. Because do you look, when you talk about the pros in any sport, they're genetically gifted, whether yeah. it be like, it'd be like, say, running. you got the Hussein Bolts and Carl Lewis's. And I'm sure there's hundreds of thousands of other people who are quick. You could give them every drug in the world. They're still not going to be a mm. Hussein Bolt. It's the same with bodybuilding. It's like, you can't, no matter what it is, you can't turn shit into gold. There's so a degree like, of genetics yeah. in all of it. Yeah, like I said, you can, might be able to train hard, take a bit of gear and put a little bit of muscle on. But to be a top bodybuilder, people just think if you go to the gym, take gear, you're going to... I remember Sports Illustrated in the 90s. I wish they had kept it. had an article on steroid use in sports. Bodybuilding was number eight. College kids what? was number four. Guess what number one was? Cycling? Soccer players. Oh, really? Yeah, right. But nobody thinks of that because, like I said, they're just using it for endurance and recovery yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But because they're not muscular, yeah, people don't. As soon as you get muscle, steroids. Yeah, yeah. there's that connotation. You think yeah. steroids? Well, I, know, I got friends who aren't even huge, but yet they'll diet down and get lean and yeah. muscular. He's on gear. Yeah, it's like no, he just trains and watches his diet. It's like well, I mean, look at Lance Armstrong. He looks athletic, no yeah. doubt, but he doesn't look like. Yeah. You, you and know. everyone come down on him, but yet everyone was on it. You think you think only Lance is on it? No, no like well, everybody what, was. What was it? Wasn't it when he won uh, the Tour de France? The, the next guy who actually <laughs> wasn't on steroids was like eighth yeah, or something. Yeah, I think he was 11th. And it's the same with bodybuilding. Yeah. You know, if you're not on it, then you're not yeah. in it. Yeah. And that's yeah, so funny. Funny story about that. When I was living in Austin, Texas, I used to go do my cardio and walking and some slikers used to go past me. Steroids. Mm. Like, <laughs> so when, fi- when finally Lance like? got caught. From the cycling. So when Lance got caught, I'll be driving through Austin now as a cycling team. Ah. Like, oh, fucking steroids. <laughs> <laughs> and like payback. That's really good. Do you know who the liver king is? Yeah, yeah. What did you think about him? Did you think he well, was natty or on the gear? Well, to me, it's like it's like Michael Hearn's a good friend of mine. He's always said he's natural. And if you look at Michael Hearn from his teenage years to now, he's never been a explosive. And he's always been a big kid. 
And when you see him in person, he's still in shape, but he's not like, it's like The Rock. Yeah. When you, I used to see him at the gym and I said to my friend, you want to meet The Rock? He's like, where is he? I said, he's over there. He's like, that's not him. I said, it is. He goes, he looks bigger in the things that, a lot of times they look bigger on TV and stuff. So with the natty, with the liver king, you know, I take people at their word. It's like, you know, until I see someone inject them in, because like I said, I've seen so many guys who do have great genetics who just naturally get mm. big. So because only because of me too, because of how I developed it is possible. I know there are people out there who, whether it be bodybuilding or people are just naturally gifted to some whatever sport they go to. So, yeah, so when the funny thing was, though, with the Liver King, when people were talking about him, no one, a majority of people didn't believe it. Mm. And then when it came out, they're like, oh, I can't believe he lied. I'm like, you didn't believe him anyway. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why upset all of a sudden? It was the thing to do that week was have the shits yeah. about the Liver King. But it, it was like, come on, mate. It's a great character. He is he's a great, a great yeah. character. And you know what? What's hilarious about him is he's a really nice guy. Yeah. He seemed like, great. He's a really so we've talked a little bit through DMs and that. Yeah. And every time he Oh really? He, yeah, he talks to me, he goes, Oh, keep keep being primal, Isaac. Like all that yeah. type of shit. Like, it's it's funny. Yeah. It's a character. And he, and he leans into it. Can you pull up, Gabe? Because we've got a TV in here now, so we can say pull it up. We're going to hammer uh, this TV too. Gabe, can you pull up his um uh his cycle if it's on there? It should be um, not his supplements. D- Derek his from More Plates, More Dates did oh, a full yeah, breakdown of it. And uh, there's a bit in Actually, there. Derek, yeah. Derek did a thing on me once about me. Oh, and did he? Drug cycles. Yeah, and he's yeah, like, because he was talking, because I've always said like the small amounts I've used, he went through it all. He goes, now could Lee did this? Well, look at Lee from his younger pictures. This is possible. So yeah. he was breaking down my yeah, whole Yeah, right. Cycle breaking your so. cycle down. So, so what, what have we got here? Can you run us through some of if, if, if I mean, well, I, I, IGF, I know a lot of people take IGF as like a, Thing they take with growth hormones. See, I only ever mm. used growth hormone twice in my whole career. I never found I got much from it because I was young too. I yeah. figured maybe my growth hormone levels are still high now. I'm 50. Maybe it will work. But yeah, but back then, uh, the IGF that they took with that, CJC, that, I think that's more of a Psalms type thing, I think. And the other one, Because I, I know a lot of these probably uh, aren't. The test sip is a yeah. decor. And Winstrol, we used to take Winstrol for contests. Because it would get you lean but keep yeah. your muscle. So it strips you and out. The, and the thing with that was Winstrol, 50 milligrams a day. Or people would take it every second day and it's like a water-based thing. It's like the worst thing ever. It's like chalk in water. You've got to shake it. And then when you go to inject it, it'll clog up the needle and you'll be like, oh, fuck this. So, right. But you take it like every second day. And because it's water-based, sometimes you get like that infection. It get all hot <sighs> and red. So I started going, you know what, screw this. I took it every third day. Still looked the same. Took it every fourth day. And in the end, I was just taking it once every five days. And on the bottle, I was reading it one day, I'm like, because it's for veterinary use, it says, for a horse, two mils per 100 kilos every two weeks. I'm like, what? If a horse needs two mil per 100 kilos every two weeks, <laughs> why the fuck am I taking one mil every second day? So that's why the reason I just started spacing it out. And yeah. like I said, I looked exactly the same. So that's, yeah, that's where crazy. people get these weird... Half the time people come up with these cycles, it's like you have so many gurus. It'd be like if you came to me and said, Lee, I want you to get me in shape. I don't know your body better than mm. you. I could write you up a diet, do your training program, and say, here you go, Bluey, take that away. Let me know how you feel in a couple of weeks. You say, Lee, I'm feeling this way, feeling that way, I don't like this. Okay, we'll take that out, we'll add this in. And like, that's what they're doing. I'm, I'm just experimenting with your body till I find what's going to work. And it, It's a crazy because it's such a... Like you do, it's such a dramatic thing to be putting into your body. Oh, yeah. And like most of the time the dudes doing it are not 
no. like medical professionals, no. they're dudes who want to get big. And you just, like you say, you just going like, oh, fuck, it's like a bit of a lottery. <laughs> and like, yeah. keep, it's such a gnarly thing to do. Like, well, it, it's, it is. It's crazy. Yeah. And I, I see a lot of experimentation uh, with just young blokes. Oh, yeah. They just go, because they, love, they, they see... They the trend. Trend this, trend that, and trend. I used that four times. The last time I used it, not because it was mixed with something, the alcohol, whatever, but they always talk about the trend cough. When mm. you take it, you're like... It's like you can't breathe. Oh, really? The very last time I took it was probably early 2000s. I was in the bathroom, got the needle in my shoulder, pushing it all of a sudden. So it's straight away. Straight away. As soon yeah. as you're starting, if it, they say inject it slower, but I just, whatever, I've done it slow. <laughs> got places to be. Yeah, my, <laughs> my chest just got Take that your tight and I couldn't it. breathe. I'm thinking, fuck, I'm going to die be here fuck, with the needle in my arm. That's why I don't get why so many people like it because it makes people more aggro, it makes them aggressive. So and is that sort of the... Um, that's what gives a lot of steroids the bad name of being like roid rage. Well, that type see, of I've stuff. never had roid rage. I think it's like you're an asshole. You're an asshole. Is that it's just like, the person? That's what I've always thought. It, it is. It's like alcohol. Some people can drink alcohol, go to sleep, be funny. Some drink alcohol and it's, let's go. Fuck! I'll fight yeah, everyone. Yeah, so it's the same with steroids. Some people take them and now it's like I'm indestructible. Fuck you! And mm. yeah, it's just it's just the person. I, I said. If it, if it was the case, the gyms I trained at in America, if there was such thing as roid rage, it'd be like a UFC fight every fucking night. Yeah. Because yeah. the amount of guys in there on gear, walking around, it's like, nah, you're just an asshole. And, and talking about some of the guys in there on gear, you've got Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. you've trained with him, mm-hmm. and The Rock. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a goal. Well, Arnold, when I, was, when I was at World Gym, when I trained with him and Lou Frigno and that, when I was at... Um, Gold's gym, you'd have like The Rock come in and all the wrestlers, Triple H, because he was in the bodybuilding. Really? He'd come in and train a lot there and he'd come to the bodybuilding shows. But I became friends with even like the old actors like Gregory Hines and yeah. Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper was one of the funniest guys in He'd come up some days and I'd be just training. Like he'd pssst, pssst. <laughs> <laughs> I'd turn around. He's Dennis Hopper dressed in total black pants, black T-shirt, a black hat, big black aviator glasses on and the actor shirt. He goes... The paparazzi's out front. Do you think they recognise me today? <laughs> like it was like he was a funny guy. But even James Khan, when I was over there early in March, I got inducted into the Venice Beach Hall of Fame. So I got this wow. plaque down there now on Venice Beach. I always say, "Fuck that. yeah!" Tourists come along and go, "Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Lou Ferrigno, who the fuck's Lee Priest?" <laughs> <laughs> so, but I got a bronze plaque down there at Venice That's Beach. Sick. So when I was over there, I went. I was at the gym and James Khan was there and. I was glad to see him again because he, he loved the Sydney Swans and that would always talk. And you see James Khan from The Godfather and all that. And I remember one time I pulled up at a, the stop sign, I had a H1 Hummer. And James like, oh, Lee, he comes over, he starts talking to me. Car behind me, he's beeping the fucking horn. James Khan's like, fucking go around, you asshole. <laughs> this guy drives past and goes, well, I just got told off by James Khan. <laughs> 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 yeah, but um, last time I saw him, he had a back operation and I think they screwed it up. And so he was on... Oxygen, he could barely talk at the gym. I said, "Oh shit, he doesn't look good." And mm. two weeks later, he passed away. Oh, so, but he was a great guy. But he had so many good actors that were. Come- I remember Counter Reeves when they made Johnny Mnemonic. He used to come into the gym with the briefcase handcuffed to his wrist. Really, in, in the movie he had really. Long, yeah. That's great. <laughs> that is like real that method is actor. Commit- yeah. That is fantastic. You talk about the WWF guys like mm-hmm. Triple H, and and like let's look at Triple H. You got people like Cena, like The Rock. Cena, well, Cena I, I, to, I knew Cena pretty well and yeah. even when he came out here to Australia I went to see him and he was saying, someone asked him why he didn't get in the body but he's like because that guy there Lee Priest come along and I didn't actually know he was such a huge fan of mine until he did an article in a magazine and they said who'd you look up to and he's like oh Lee Priest he doesn't realise what a big fan wow. of his was I'm like oh I'll keep that article fucking <laughs> I that's beautiful because he started off in bodybuilding working at the front at the front desk at Gold's yeah. gym and that did he yeah 
Isn't that a great story? From yeah. there to rise. Mm-hmm. To and then Ed Connors said actor. you should maybe try getting into the wrestling and that, yeah. Because I love wrestling when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. I look at some, of, some of their physiques are just yeah. absolutely incredible. They could walk on stage. I, you yeah, know. I remember like Paul Orndorff, Mr. Wonderful, back in the day had a bodybuilding physique or even the British Bulldogs yeah. and guys yeah. like them when you go on right back, yeah, so... Yeah, a lot of them always come into the gym. The limousine would pull up. They'd all come in and train. And that the Undertaker he used to train at the gym, the Gold's Gym in Texas when I was out there and stuff. So wow. So when you talk about um, all that article referencing that uh, John Cena looked up to you, mm-hmm. what was he? And, and forgive, forgive my ignorance here. What was the thing that he looked up to in the bodybuilding world? What was it that you did that was different to others? I don't know. I never really asked him, but I think it was just. Because, you know, when you're in the bodybuilding, you sort of just get drawn to people. So we have just my personality and the way I trained and just focused and that. Then I do articles and have articles in the magazine. So he might have just read something that he that stuck with him and stuff. I'm sure he liked other bodybuilders too and stuff. So mm. it's been pretty good. Like I said, that was always good. And then like Ronnie Coleman, eight-time Mr. Olympia, he was on that, um, you ever see that Value Entertainment podcast? Valuetainment. Is it Patrick Pet David? Yeah. Pat, yeah. 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 He, he, He's I, awesome. Yeah. He, I was meant to go on there once, but that's when COVID came and I couldn't go out to America, so I didn't get to go on. But he's had a lot of people on there. When he had Ronnie on there, they're like, Ronnie, what's your greatest moment? And he tells me, and what's your greatest disappointment? Was it when Jay Cutler beat you? And then he's like, no, it's like when Lee Priest beat me. Yeah, I read that. He beat me five times this one year. I said, really, it was seven, but don't, <laughs> don't, don't tell him. So yeah. I said things like that. Then even Ed Connors, they asked him, he was the one of the owners of Gold's Gym. Who's the freakiest person you've ever seen? He'd be like Lee Priest and even Jay Cutler, who was four times Mr. Olympia. He was asked the same question. He's like, I've competed with Ronnie. Now he goes, Lee Priest, when he was in his early 20s, was the freakiest. So I said, having that acknowledgement was always yeah, better than awesome. anything. Than, so for someone to yeah. understand your physique in, 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 your, in the middle of your career, what, mm-hmm. what year should we look at for something like that? Oh, probably that black and white photo on the top up there, that one. That's probably around that is 2002. Insane. Far out, and you look like a fucking like an evil villain. That one too. down, that one down the bottom with the flat top was ninety eight, I think. Right over, just beneath the big black and white one. Yeah, that was there. On, keep going, keep going. Yeah, that was ninety. Yeah, that was like ninety seven. And the one. and the legs on him. That one there, I would have been 21. 21? <laughs> down, down there. Fuck with me. My, with my hair slicked back, because people keep putting that picture up with oh, the guy one. from you, Harry Potter. You must, oh have, been, you must have been doing some rooting. Jesus. Yeah, really t- that was my very first photo shoot in that black and white unitard <laughs> when I was 20, when I got to the States. 20? Mate, I t- I've trained black and white I've trained with Lee for half of his workout. He's not doing any rooting. Yeah, He's too focused you on just lay in bed and sleep. That's when I first got to America and did my first photo shoot in Gold's Gym. That picture there is still up on Gold's Gym wall. Fuck. What's, um, what's your, f- like, you there? How That's much me food? at 19 in that little red shot, the third line down, in the red posing trunks come down. That one, that's when I was 19. 19. That's when I did my first song. Oh, have a look. Jeez, you're a good-looking bloke. That's outrageous. How'd you look like that, Bluey? I mean, and there you go. Look, that's 19. Every okay. day. Okay, here you go. Look, that's 19 when I was still natural as the lightweight. Were you natural see, there? Yeah, see the Fuck off! There you go. Come across, come across here now. Let's, ju- let's juice him up a bit. Let's one see. One more to the left. That's that's the 19, but it towards the end. Fuck, that's, that's, the, that's, that's, that's the difference. Toward, yeah. <laughs> wow. 20 pound of muscle put on. Can we get a DECA sponsorship on this yeah. podcast, please? Fucking hell. That's when just, just bef- that was my last photo shoot I did here what, before I went to America. What, what are you spending a, a week on a food shop there? Nothing what, crazy, really. really? What no. was the diet? Oh, 
when I was getting ready for contest, it was just chicken breast, rice, tuna, vegetables, rice, were you having a oatmeal. Ca- were you aiming for a calorie intake not there really. or just no, when you're full? No, it was around three and a half to 4,000. So it's not crazy. No, but the thing is, like, even the food's not bad. It's just that it's the same, same food shit. for 16 weeks. It's like, what do I have tomorrow? Oh, that again. Yeah. This again. So, you know, for a couple of days, eating is fine. But then when you get up and go, oh, chicken breast again. Fuck. Like, I, I have a hard time eating chicken breast now. Yeah. Yeah, even bet. the smell of them cooking, I'm like... You just I can go eat like Kentucky chicken and all that sort of Fuck rotisserie yeah. chicken, but yeah. just plain chicken breast. I'm like, oh. what was the rotisserie joint you were talking up the other day? I don't, that new one down at Glendale, yeah. Rudy's was it or yeah, something? We're gonna go. We should go down there and try some of their chicken Rudy's, for the podcast. Rudy's, Fuck yeah. Yeah. Rudy's. And actually, there's a new one too. There's a Tex-Mex opening up at um, just next door to my wife's work at under Coles there at Mayfield. Yeah, and it's like a Tex-Mex, but they got fried chicken wings and Ooh. hamburgers and. Kebabs, it's like this new big. Those like Chargrill Charlie style, yeah. like they got the ones in Sydney. Yeah, so I was, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait to try try their wings because there used to be that place over at um Market Town and they had wings. I forget the name of it. It was, but my wife loved it. But then they just closed down because I guess he had Henny Penny. Mm. He had Harry's Chicken Schnitzel place. And he had this chicken wing place that was like three chicken plates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they were a bit more upper class. And mm. you think in Market Town, it's like. The crackheads aren't going to come in and pay that much for wings. Well, we had a we had a snake catcher on the podcast last week, and he caught a brown snake at Market Town, and all the smackies there were trying to like <laughs> fight him because he was taking their snake out of there. Oh. So they're all trying to slap him, and all he's got this fucking brown snake trying to kill all the smackies. It was uh, it's an interesting part of the world. They're probably, old they're probably using its venom for something. They're probably smoking the venom or something. Smoke out of the fucking. Needle. Well, my wife has different things in her shop. Sometimes I'm like, what's that piece of shit in this smoke shop? And I'm like, she's like, oh, it's like a. You'll have a ball here with colour things in it. It has this tube like this and another ball here. And if you rub this or heat this up, the colours run through. You know, just one of those gadget things. The old yeah. wa- water pipe. Yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah. Well, I said, what's that for? She goes, oh, the crackheads come in, buy that, snap it, empty it out, and use it for a crack pipe. <laughs> we sell a ton of them. So you got to give them, like, they're pretty in- ingenuity. Oh, they're great. They come up with, yeah. Oh, no, they're great. They're great people. Don't get me wrong. Real yeah. problem solvers. Yeah. They're engineers, yeah. the old yeah, crackies. crackies. We, we, we're not going to order smart. I guess even Van Gogh was crazy and cut his ear off, but yeah. he done. Oh, it looks like crap painting to me, but it's worth millions. <laughs> we, we've all done. Takes all sorts. I've got a like. I know this. I, I can't a, talk. I tattooed my face again, so I was like, "What can I say?" So, <laughs> so you would have been one of the first guys, to, like up there with Tyson, alongside. Well, I was um, going to get mine before face. Tyson because I had tattoos everywhere. I had a bodybuilder take me into a tattoo shop, and I got a Superman tattoo on my shoulder. I said, "I'm never getting another one." Then the ball got rolling, and when I got more and more, I said, "I'm going to get one on my face because I don't give a shit. I don't have a job where it's going to affect it." But then Tyson got his. I'm like, well, if I do it now, I think I'm copying Tyson. So I waited a few years, went and got it. Oh, you're copying Tyson. Yeah. And the thing was, I got bored of it, so I kept adding to it, adding to it. It got really big. I thought, okay, 13 years, I'm sick of looking at it because you always see it. I removed it. And then people were like, oh, I see, you dickhead. We knew you'd regret it. I said, it's been fucking 13 years. I said, I've taken it off. Uh, who's to say I won't get another one? And my wife got really upset. She's like, I met you when you had that and this and that. And my mum was more upset too. She loved it. Oh, they loved it? Yeah. Yeah, so, right. So I got that stupid app on my phone, Lenser. Have you seen that? Yeah. And it brought up like all these pictures and it had like different tattoos on my face. I'm like, that looks <laughs> okay. Snapchat filters, yeah. Wait a minute. I might get yeah, some ideas right. here. So I went, oh, fuck it. I'm going to go do it. My wife was all happy. I sent a photo to my mum. She goes, I love it. No, oh, that's... <laughs> so is that an Egyptian-inspired sort of thing? Because it looks like a little uh, bit of a, an Egypt sauce. It's like I said, Lenser. I had that, <laughs> Lenser app. And like I said, I had all these like... When all these pictures started coming up like this, it started having like all these pictures where it had things on my face. 
Oh, right. So I was yeah. just inspired from that. Yeah, That's right. It started coming up. I'm like, well, that looks good. I'll put a few lines there and here and there. Well, it's almost like the uh, sort of the Maori feel yeah. to it and that type of stuff, which is yeah. very. The, and then the I had like the tattoo eyeliner tattooed on, and it kept fading away because of just pushes it out all the time if your eyes get watery. And even doing the face one sometimes. You have to stop because the face bleeds a lot, just keeps pushing it out. Mm. But actually, when I got it removed, getting anything removed is worse than I was, ever. I was going to ask. How was well, that? Yeah, how did that feel? Well, the first one I first got, it bled and it swelled up. My eye was black and everywhere I went, people just looked at me like... You've been in a punch on. Oh, yeah, here comes a bikey. This was... That was pretty much... That was probably after the seventh session. Fuck. And that's how it sort of looked. Fuck! Where your skin's like that. Can you airdrop that to Gabe? Oh, can you just... Oh, yeah. I suppose try that. Airdrop it. Try that. Can you do that? I'll try that. So we're using the new technology, Gabe. Airdrop. Yep. Airdrop, Gabe. Do you you want a beard? beard? I'm all right, mate. Cheers. Thank you. I found nobody. Hold on. Here we go. Gabe's MacBook. MacBook Pro. Hey, we're we're coming to the 21st century. This is... I don't drink, thank you. Oh, my wife, she likes tequila. She'll drink a bottle every tequila. day. Tequila. My oh. missus likes tequila. Oh. My mum likes tequila. Te- I don't know what it is. Makes me sick. Yeah, she drinks a whole bottle a day sometimes. Oh. On the weekend, she'll go, I'll have a bottle for Friday, Saturday, Saturday. I smell it now and I'm like... Turns my guts. Yeah. I, this is me drinking it with her. Okay, I'll have a shot. Oh, my as missus like... I taste alcohol, I start gagging. We go out. She's like, tequila and, oh, tequila and lemonade. Sick, yeah. Disgusting. Do you, uh, were you much of a party at back, like... Did never. you do much partying? I've never done any partying until I got back to Australia and had a girl <laughs> oh and had a girlfriend back in the day and she introduced me to cocaine. Yeah. And that's when it sort of that was sort of my drug of choice. But I, I've never had that addictive personality. Like I could do it then go six months and not do it again yeah. type thing. So Yeah. So I that never, one I never drank, never smoked. Yeah, that's Sorry, probably, Lee, that, that's yeah. you after probably how many sessions? Seven sessions. Fuck that looks sore. Then it totally all went and you couldn't even see it in the end. But so you, you don't drink now, but Coke was open to you back in the day. Yeah, even in America, like over there, Coke was probably like fifty dollars a gram. Here wow. it's like three hundred, three fifty, and you still might get shit. But yeah, so I do it every now and then. And I was telling the story on a podcast once where I was living up Rutherford. I had an apartment there. I'm just like, fuck, I'm bored. What can I do? Oh, oh it's been a while. Six months. I gotta get some Coke. With the whistle. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I don't think that's a very uncommon thing to thought yeah, in, Rutherford, to in Rutherford. In Rutherford. No, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I went out, got some. I thought, oh, I'll get a bit more because I always have that where I get a few and then by the time I'm filled, I'm running out. Yeah. Can you drop a few more off? And then the next day I look at my bank account and go, oh, you fucking Shit. idiot. Been I, there, I, I brother. Tell, I, Been I, there. I, I, tell, I tell my friends, <laughs> if I fucking text you, say no. You know I'm fucked up. Block my number. <laughs> yeah, so I figured, okay, I'm just having a quiet night at home. So I get the... That on, I put the porn on. Things are going good. I'm feeling good. Next thing, I'm looking at the TV. You fucking whore, take it! And I'm yelling, "Pussy this, pussy that!" And the next thing, oh. my cat jumps up because I got a cat. My cat must be. I'm calling this, and now my cat's just staring at me, thinking, <laughs> judging you. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You yeah. judge, man. I'll so come. you're screaming at the telly. Yeah, the, these girls, because I think they can hear me at this point. So. Getting into it. <laughs> and, and the thing is, too, it's like the more the more you take, it's like, oh, fella, starts going like this. Oh yeah, I'll like, coke it. Even though it fucking feels good, still, it's just soft. That's it. Fuck, this is shit. What can I do? And I'm looking now. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> I got fucking shoelace here. Fucking, I'm getting my shoelace out of my shoe. Put one hand around the head of my cock, and then I stretched the other end out right to the coffee table and tied it off. So now I'm sitting there stroking. I'm looking like one of those. What do you mean you like, tied it off to the coffee table? Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> it's not like a fucking I, coal ship, mate. It doesn't need tying off. <laughs> Get a couple yeah. of tugboats to come no, in. The linesman in yeah, from the I fucking wharf. I put, I put the end around the head, and then I stretched it out. <laughs> 
and tied it down a coffee. I, I look like one of those barbers shaving, shave you know. On the leather. Yeah, but <laughs> that's how I'm stroking it now. I'm still, I'm, still, <laughs> I'm still yelling at the TV. My cat's looking at me and I just bust up laughing. I couldn't fucking believe because now I figure this is it. This is how you're going to fucking die. Yeah. Your mum's going to come in tomorrow and see you. Coke on the table, yeah. cop tied to the coffee table, Fuck. and I'll be there dead like this. And yeah. should be having coffee with a friend. Yeah. How'd your son pass away? <laughs> in his with, sleep. A, with a big smile on his face. Oh. That's the best way to go. Oh. Yeah. Well, it couldn't yeah. have been any worse than the time I did that. And, my, and when I told my friend, oh, this was like a couple of years later, about he's like, oh, you should just use that Cavajec stuff you injected into your penis. It keeps it hard. It's an injection. I'm like, really? I said, I've already had two Viagra. He goes, oh, this stuff would be even better. So he brings it around him. He says, how do you use it? He goes, yeah, once your dick gets hard, just inject it into the base on an angle. I'm thinking, fuck that. I'll put it in like, oh, fucking hell, like an insulin oh. needle. Next thing, dick goes hard. Great. Yeah. Three days later, three dick, days. dick's still fucking hard. Really? Oh. Three days? Yes. Don't so they say like, is it like four hours and you got to like go to the medical emergency? Right? I knew after two days I should have done that. And my wife, <laughs> my wife's telling me, I'm like, fuck off. I'm not going. I'm sitting in the hot water bath, cold water bath. <laughs> On the third day, she's like, you have to go to the hospital. I'm like, fuck. So at midnight, I call up my friend, Adam. I said, Adam, can you take me to the hospital? I said, we'll go down to Lake Macquarie because that's private and you can pay to go in there. It won't mm. be the big scene. So I go in there and the nurse takes me out the back. Adam comes with me. He goes, okay, let's see the problem. What's the problem, like, sir? Well. I just <laughs> drop the pants. I'm standing. She's like, okay, let me see what I can do. So she goes, comes back with this tub of cold water full of ice and bandages. And she starts wrapping it like the mummy. I mean, it's full on hard. And now she's squeezing the shit out of it. I'm not laying there in pain like this. So that goes on for like an hour. She goes, I don't think anything's happening. I'm like, no. She goes, I've called the uro urologist at John Hunter. He's waiting for you. So go up there. So we hop in the car, go up to John Hunter. We go into the room. He's like, same thing. And as he's sitting there, he looks over to my friend Adam. He goes, so how often do you have sex and that? I'm like, oh, fuck, he thinks we're gay now. So <laughs> he's sitting there and he's asking all these questions. He's like, okay, what we'll do is we're going to drain it. I'm like, okay. Whoa, drain the swamp. Yeah, he's going, we're going to give you a needle in each side of your groin. That will numb it. And then I'll put a needle in each side of your penis and we'll just draw the blood out. Oh. I'm like, if that's what we gotta do. So I'm laying there, he brings the cloth out with the hole cut in it. I can airdrop you a picture of this if you want. <laughs> For Patreon. Yeah. I don't know if we'll be able to show that. <laughs> well, let, let me let me show you on here. <laughs> I'd like to see it regardless. This is insane. It's, it's one of those things. Let's do it. Like, um, Fuck, that's loose. Yeah, so I'll terrifying. tell you the story first. So I'm laying there. Please do. When the it's groin so the groin needles go in, it hit must hit that nerve, and I'm like, okay, it's going to be numb soon. So then he puts one in the side of my cock this side. I'm like, okay, can't feel that. That's good. And he starts drawing it out. Then he goes in this side, thinking that must be almost it. This went on for like an hour or more. Fuck. By the time he's like going back and forth, I would have had like ten or twelve each side. And then he squeezes it, and it's like a fucking blood sprinkler. It took like 500 mils of blood out. 500? What am I drinking here? It's 330 <laughs> mils. Dick, hopefully not dick, dick blood. blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, this is my groin from the bruising. <laughs> That's from the needle bruising. Oh, my God. That is just... It looks like someone's had a black blackout tattoo on the yeah. groin. Okay, now here, here's... um. Here it is once they're draining it with the needle still stuck in the side of it. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. It looks like I've had an abortion on yeah. the back. <laughs> if you're listening to this, it's a photo of Lee's bloody penis with a needle in the side of it. And it, <laughs> and it looks like a crime scene. 
Yeah. That is insane. I have and never then, seen anything like that. That is horrifying. And then horrifying. towards the end, it ended up like this. <laughs> After all the squeezing. <laughs> <and> the <laughs> it looks like a fat bloke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, this, is, this is how black and blue it was with the needle holes in the side. What? And it was like that. Once it was all said and done. It's it like, like a chorizo sausage. <laughs> and then once it was all said and done, he had to bandage it all up. So then for like two weeks, I'm walking around with this big bulge, bulge. in my pants going to the supermarket. Like I feel like I'm a pedophile <laughs> walking around. People looking, oh, he's, he's excited. So yeah, Fuck. that was an experience. And well, here's the funny thing with that. That was so painful. What's the funny thing? No, it's funny. <laughs> what do you mean? It was that painful. When we got Your back dick's up. done blackface. That's how yeah, bad it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's done purple face, blue face. I've done oh. every colour. But the thing was, there was a point after that later on, my wife and I might have had a night together and I'd get a bit more of this. I'm like, oh, I need pain. So I'd get there. <laughs> we've got sliding doors. I'd put my cock in there and I'd slam the doors on my cock because from having that done to me, I, got, to I got off on the pain type thing yeah. for a while. I'd put it in the kitchen drawer. <laughs> I'm pushing the kitchen drawer shut on it. Fuck me. My so wife's upstairs just listening to So down. when people say, why you got a tattoo on your face? I'm thinking, do you need to ask? Fucking <laughs> hell. Jesus. So yeah. did that, that go on for a while, that pain fetish yeah, if you will off, it comes and goes every now and then still but i just sometimes <laughs> just give it a bit of a uh, right uh, order. Uh, uh, she, she doesn't care i've told it before when i first met my wife we met on plenty of fish and that and <laughs> beautiful yeah, i was overseas <laughs> I, I was overseas and we actually spoke for two weeks i was over doing some seminars in england i hadn't seen a picture of her she finally sent me a picture and i thought oh it's my fucking mates now i'm on here now because she was so pretty the ones before that were Maybe like from Aberdeen over there. You know, <laughs> big, heavy kids' tattoos. I'm like, thanks, thanks. Yeah. But, so when I got this one, I'm like, okay. So we you don't up, need to slam your dick in a drawer yeah. for that. They're painful enough. Yeah. yeah. So when we, she said, when you come back, come straight from the airport to my place, I'm thinking, wow. Well, I'm getting fucking set up here for sure. I'm going to get jumped. It's a bit or of boys, yeah. yeah. So we finally get there, met her. Said, okay, I don't feel too good. I was trying to be nice, saying, I don't feel too good. I just go to bed sex just being a nice cuddle, cuddle. Be a gentleman but then things get going so we start having sex and i just got it i put my hands under the pillow and there's a knife i'm like oh so i was doing stuff she's riding me and i oh said what's no. this for she just gets the knife out she goes i want you to cut me i'm like <laughs> i said why she goes i've always asked the guy to do it and they've never done it i'm like, oh, fuck it so i just go <laughs> down the chest and it starts bleeding she goes i love you <laughs> but then but then later on, she's like, she's like, you know what I'd really want? She goes, what? I said, I'd like you to stab me. I'm like, holy. I said, what do you mean stab you? She goes, you know, not actually like go deep, like make a pocket. I'm like, how do you do that? She, I said, and then what? She goes, and I want you to fuck it. She goes, I want you, I want you, I want you to. Don't fuck the pocket, <laughs> She goes, I want you to go in a hole that no one's ever been in. I said, well, as good as that sounds, it'd be fun to do. And if I do that make a hole and I fuck it. I said, and then i got to take you to the hospital. We can always say you tripped on a knife. Explaining the semen in there might be another. Yeah. <laughs> that, mate. Yeah, how do you explain mate. that it's full of cum? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all well and good, mate, but someone's been fucking this hole. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's insane. I've, so, I've had even, even now having sex sometimes when my wife's really into it, she'll pull the knife out. Because she'll be like drinking the tequila and that, I'll just be like normal because I don't like drinking. She get the knife out and start running up my leg or riding me and putting me. I'm thinking she's drunk as fuck. If she just slips, and then sometimes she goes, "I said, honey, I'm not in the same place you're in yeah. right now." Like <laughs> I mean, I have one girl say to me, "I want you to rape me," but that sort of defeats the purpose if you yeah, say yes yeah. to that. 
The old knife so wait, thing. So wait, I've never so best just to find them in the park and jump them. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. That, the, I used to sell that joke the on stage. The <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So we're a perfect match for each other. Isn't it funny how strange and insane someone can be sexually but then can be and I'm assuming you I don't know your wife a relatively normal person oh yeah she's totally normal like when the when the juices start flowing weird shit happens oh yeah they'll start dancing like a stripper and doing this and you're like where the hell did this come from it's like hey it's weird it's all like, part of the fun it's, yeah. uh, I've said some things during the coitus that I look back on and go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know you wake up and you remember and you go oh god oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh you do that wait let's film it then you watch it yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh Jesus oh Jesus oh. Christ no delete this looks nothing like the porn movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I did OnlyFans, it would, would be one of the worst things that's ever been put oh, out. Your on OnlyFans. Like I am, I'm, I have a despicable body. I have, I have no rhythm. I'm, I'm a very white man. Just flat thrashing around. Just well, like even in the bodybuilding like world back in the day, there's all the gay for pay going on. I used to always make the joke that I never got approached once by a gay guy that you know come pose for me, do this and do that sort of thing. But I said the only time it ever happened was. This guy would write to me, goes, can you come and just meet me somewhere? I'll give you a dumbbell and just pump your arms up. I'm like, that's fucking weird. I said, I said you, you can see me in the gym. I said, it's a public gym. So he went back and forth. Then he stopped talking for a while. And I was at World Gym one day and I knew everyone there, Arnold, that, but there's this one guy I'd never seen before. And he just sort of watched me. I'm like, oh, whatever. Kept training away. <laughs> when I was finished and leaving, he comes home and goes, hey, Lee, I'm such and such. I'm like, oh, hi, how you going? He goes, here's $1,000. I'm like, what's that oh. for? He goes, let me watch you train. I said, I didn't let you. I said, it's a public gym. He goes, where are you going now? I said, I'm just going down to the firehouse restaurant. That's like close to the gyms or have healthy food. He goes, can I come? I'm like, it's a public restaurant. You can come. <laughs> Free country, mate. So he comes down. He has breakfast with me. He pays for the breakfast. Gives me another $350 to have <laughs> breakfast with me. But I learned he was a lawyer, married, three yeah. kids. Wow. And, and then as he's leaving, I'm like, well, you know, if you want, mate, tomorrow I'm training back. The next day after that, I go, yeah. I keep coming back if you want to just watch me for a thousand The original dollars. OnlyFans. Well, that yeah. is almost OnlyFans, isn't it? Like, yeah. if, you were, if you were in your prime then, you could probably still do it now, but if you were in your prime uh, today, mm -hmm. you could have the OnlyFans and people yeah. paying $10 a month. Uh, Jackson O'Doherty, who is an Australian dude, he got 50,000 subs all paying $10 a month uh, $10 a month in the first week of OnlyFans. Like Imagine what I could numbers. get with my cards tied to a coffee table. Yeah. Mate, I'd buy it. I'd <laughs> or in the fucking, in the sliding doors. Yeah. Or, holy shit. Because we're just like, what's Lee doing this week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, even like, I had this at the gym. There's, there was gay guys at the gym, but the one main gay guy at the gym, he was like, his name was Ted, but because my father's gay, He's been with his partner now 40-odd years. So my mum, when she met him, thought she could change him, went to church. That didn't work out too well. And my dad got mad at me one time because I was doing a podcast. And I said, you know, we talk about fate in life, being at the right place at the right time. I said, Dad, if you hadn't have met mum when you did, I said... I could have been shot over someone's back or up someone's <laughs> asshole. <laughs> He's like, that's not very funny. He said, but it's fucking well, true. Well, I mean, it's true. Too. Yeah, like, it there, is There would have been no Lee Priest. I could have been like <laughs> spat out somewhere. It's like. It is luck, isn't it? it is. That's what it comes down to. Like, this, this, you think about all the loads you've shot in your life. Yeah. And yeah. Then you, you have exactly. a baby in your life. That's the one. That's the one, the, those two years, it was oh, three years or so, he was with my mother and had my sister first and then me and then went back to wow. being gay with the men. I could have been lost up the. Shit all. <laughs> have you ever written a book? Because that could be the book title, Lost Up actually, the Shit I have a book called Believe in Yourself, but I've actually got a guy in Australia. He was over in America now and he's doing a documentary on me. Okay. There is one documentary out, but it wasn't done too well. So this guy's redoing it all with all Jay Cutler and everybody and stuff. So 
it's looking really good. I, I can send you a preview of it. Yeah, please so, do. Yeah. That'd be great to watch. Yeah, but yeah, the book is called Believe in Yourself. It's out there on Amazon, but I don't think it has all the quite stories in there. It's even like when I was telling you, like at the gym, quickly about how we always have my friends that on another podcast. They always have this thing: is it gay if it's gay, or it's only gay if it's gay? Because they always talk about shit. Are you gay if you do this or do that? Yeah. And there was things come up. So I was telling the story once about when I was in the threesome with a girl who became my wife at the time and had the guy there and we're just all into it and we're just doing stuff, we're both doing her and then next thing she's riding him and as she's riding him, I'm standing beside the bed, I'm like, who's sucking my dick? <laughs> Can't be her. So I looked down, I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, oh fuck it, I'm in the moment, let it go. <laughs> and my friends are like, why didn't you stop him? I'm like, I might have offended him. No. So I didn't want to stop him. They said, so how'd you finish? I said, in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> But then I said, and I can tell you now, it's not gay because I've never thought about it ever since. It's not like, I thought, fuck, my wife's busy this week. Oh, I'm training with Mick. You know, when we finish training, Mick, hey, come give us a blowjob. Because yeah. I'd tell him, I said, trust me, if it's a dark room, a mouth is a mouth. Unless yeah. there's a beard or something, or it could be a hairy bush. It's like, you know, it's yeah. like... It's an old saying. Know. It's an old saying, but there's nothing gay about getting your dick sucked. Because yeah. they don't always, always talk about it too. Like, you know, if you go to prison for a while and you diddle in prison out of a necessity and you come That's out, prison gay. But you never do it again. That's so not yeah. the same. That's prison gay. Yeah, so I said, I've had so many funny stories over That's the years. fucking insane. <laughs> yes. It must be so easy to be gay and a man. Like, you just like... You keen? He's like, yeah, mate, sure. I always thought, like, it's easy. It'd be awesome if you shacked up with a dude who was like the same size as you. You get like double your wardrobe straight exactly. away. Yeah, like yeah. you can just borrow each other's clothes and yeah, like and they got a, a cool job, car mate. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd be sick. The same just the boys. Yeah, just getting it done and then root. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. it'd be like you know, what a time yeah. to be alive. Oh, and just don't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> imagine if Bluey and I were gay. They change the name of this, the, the the podcast to Fuck Me Now like, all the time. <laughs> Come on me now. Come on me now. Blow up me ass now, please. Watch the footy and then when the footy's over, just like. Root each other and go to bed. Like an old married couple and start arguing and fighting and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just punch ups. It'd be great. Fuck, man. Bluey sent us an interesting message during the week. We were going to uh, film a podcast on Monday, and uh, yes, I will have to play this uh, for you. I don't think we can play it through the telly, uh, which is a shame, Gabe. You should. I was in the gut. Uh, you should work harder. <laughs> But you're uh, you're on a bit of a. We're talking about coke vendors. You're on a bit of a, a vendor. I, I won't assume that you got on the coke, but uh, I'm sure you did. Um, we won't Pretty talk. safe assumption, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you uh, were a bit dusty. Yeah, we had the, the punters club trip on the weekend. Okay. So the, the boys were on the Gold Coast for a few days and I was a bit secondhand. We were meant to film the podcast on Monday, but I had to push it back because <laughs> I was... Uh, I actually felt all right, but my voice was fucking... This, well, this, is, is, the, this is the message we got from Bluey. Hello, fellas. <laughs> We've been on the Gold Coast all weekend. Sounds like he's trying to be the godfather. As you can probably tell, my voice is not probably up to podcasting this summer. I could do Thursday. Thursday is fine. Rest up, man. It almost, that almost sounds like came. when you're calling, I can't come in, I'm sick today. Yes. Like when you're really faking it. Oh, yeah, no, I was and sick. Thursday came and here uh, we are. I was sick. Yeah, great weekend. Great, great weekend. weekend. Yeah. Uh, Lee and I were talking at the gym today uh, in between my bouts of <laughs> that you actually played the Hulk. Yeah, the, did the body work. The, the animatronic? Hulk. Animatronic? Would that be the right word or what's it called? Nah, no, it'd be computer generated or... Yeah. Yeah, because Eric Banner was uh, played Banner mm. and they um, needed a thing if you... Sometimes it said Lee Priest as the Hulk in the Hulk movie. It comes up on, comes up on those Comic-Con Yeah. Oh, in the Eric Banner Hulk, you were the body... Yeah, the Hulk body. Yeah, because um, Ang Lee, the director, had the um, motion capture suit Just on. Just the body, the, the one on the left. That guy. Yeah. 
That, that's Eric Banner there. Yeah. That's I, Eric Banner one and the one down there. Because even like those movements in it, like, so they had Ang Lee in that motion capture suit where he looks very robot. But because I was in contest shape, you could see every muscle, every vein. Yeah. I went up to Universal Studios. There's some other bodybuilders there. And, that, and as I'm leaving, they said, hey, the stunt coordinator, I want to see you again, Ang Lee. Come in. I said, oh, we really like your look. You got the part. So wow. two weeks later, they flew me up to Industrial Light and Magic, George Lucas's premises and when you walk into the office there there would be a glass case probably six times as big as this table and the millennium falcons under it wow. all, the stu- all the movies he's made stu- everything's around and they took me out the back did this like just sound stage thing and there's like 15 video cameras but like okay now you pretty much got to do all the movements the running the jumping when he was swinging the tank around, I had a sandbag on a piece of rope. <laughs> when he's picking Jennifer Connolly up, I just got this little piece of wood and I'm moving it across to the car. <laughs> and the Hulk dogs, I'm just throwing sandbags. And when he's ripping the door, I'm just up on the back of a forklift pulling on the gas tank and that. Mm. But the funny thing is, because I always train, I never make a noise. I quit karate because I hated doing carters where you got it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just doing all these movements. like, the director guy, he's like, gay ass. Really, you know, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> I need more out of you. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, you got to yell. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> Lee, think the Hulk. <laughs> Become Be the Hulk. The Hulk. Be Lee. Hulk. In this real gay voice, and I'm trying not to laugh. And I'm like, okay, so I'm just fucking going. So I just let loose. He's like, oh, that's it. And then um, when part two come out, I think Edward Norton played the Hulk. I did the same thing when I was in Texas for uh, the video game because the video game got released the same time. So it was fun as an experience, that's for sure. That's very cool. That's very, very cool. And it seems like your life is just just so many experiences, so many different things. When I was in America too, I got into racing and did like circle track racing and won races, road racing, and then I got into drag racing and my first year in drag racing, like the dragsters, I got rookie of the year and finished third in the championship. And then the following year, I'm like, well, maybe I should do more races because you get more points. Mm. So then the following year, I won the championship drag racing and that. So Fire that was yeah. a blast going down the quarter mile in five seconds or so. <laughs> so well, you're, you're only 50 now. What are you going to do with the rest of your days? What do you feel? Wank off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, assumed, I assumed that. Well, that's why yeah. I get scared now because I think I've done all this shit. And people say, once you've done what you meant to do, you keep, die. Keep pushing the envelope. No, yeah, it's got to keep... Yeah, so thinking, find something yeah. else. Well, I, like now, I said, I do some podcasts and I'm with Species Nutrition, S Force Watches, and that's so I do a lot of promotion for them. I just signed on with a gym in New Jersey. I'll be going over there, like promoting their gym. Mm. So I, I, I sort of keep busy. I just finished um, six weeks filming with Paulie Fennick. He's got a new show coming out in March called City Council because I've done a few episodes of um, Howzos and Fat Pizza, and I was in that movie Dumb Criminals he did. With angry innocent, and this this one now, city council is going to be pretty funny. Without giving away, it's just like, you know, you hate the council, yeah. and then it's just about us as council people having to go through diversity meetings and shit <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that. And I play a parking ranger, and I'm just giving tickets to anyone for any fucking reason. And when they come at me, I'm just going back at them. And I got a buddy with me. We're just you know full on. <laughs> what show did you play a white supremacist in? Fat pizza. Fat pizza. And Lee was telling me today he forgot that he was wearing his white power T-shirt and just walked into a we coffee went, shop. We went into a coffee shop, me and my buddies, we were all covered in tats and everyone's staring. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to I'm asking, they're like, oh, I'm being polite. Can I go help you? Just look at me thinking, he's fucking rude. And I'm like, oh, shit, I still got the T-shirt on. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see a cop go past and he's like this. Yeah, so, yeah but it's so funny. But only a funny thing was, I was going down Beaumont Street and I'm with my mate. And there's this whole group of people on the corner, like tweakers. And they're like, you ask him. 
I think I'll take the gas for money. I'm like, I got a couple of dollars. That's okay. As we're getting closer, they just all start yelling now, white power, white power. <laughs> like, oh, Did they, were they yelling that out as a joke or they were just... The, just because they saw it on the TV show. Yeah, yeah. So they recognised me. So I'm like, oh shit. But everyone else walking past was like, what, what the fuck's <laughs> going on here? <laughs> I know. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I was saying back to, back to Lee that I was asked to dress as a Nazi by Neil Cole Hatcar, friend of the show. <laughs> Uh, this is like four years ago. He said, mate, I'm doing this sket, uh, sketch that I want someone to play a Nazi. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. I don't give a fuck. Uh, but then Claire said to me, maybe you should. Perrottet yeah, <laughs> did it. What, what, Perrottet, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got away with it. Premier yeah. New South Wales, mate. But then like not even four or five weeks later, I, I get uh, cancelled for that Jew joke. Yeah, that, that would have been. Comedy festival. And I just thought I... Imagine if I did that Nazi shoot and then that's the photo they run with for three weeks in the papers. They're they like, could have yep. just said you will look dressing up like, you know, when you watch Star Wars, half of those soldiers look like Don't they? Is that the sort like, of, is that a deliberate sort of thing? I think someone said Lucas it was because George Lucas was Jewish and I think it was oh, meant okay. to be like Probably. the Empire and that sort of yeah. very. Well, it's not like they're very, celebrating them. They're no, the bad like, guys. Yeah, those very like SS type uniforms on they those are people. SS-type in uniforms. The, yeah. yeah, wow. What other hobbies have you got other than bodybuilding? Oh. And jamming I, your dick in things. <laughs> I used to do that creative, what they call it, mindful colouring in. Yeah. But after that's after my neck operation because I got hooked on fucking oxys for like six months. But I don't need them anymore. I stop them. Yeah. Fucking caught up woodlands, put myself in detox for two weeks. So when really? I was in there, I started, all these old ladies are in there for alcohol and that. Lee, come colour in. I'm like, sure. I'm over there doing these line pictures and I'm going all different colours. They're like, oh, fuck, that looks terrible. Lee. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm just sitting there spacing out doing it. I know what I do. I'm going to put these on Instagram and sell them. They're like, good luck. So I sign at Lee Priest. By the time I left Woodlands, I made almost $3,000 selling my pictures on Instagram. Really? And I said to mum when I got out, we should keep doing this because my mum's on the pension. I said, we can make extra money. You colour them in, I'll sign them. <laughs> my mum's too honest. That's being this. I said, who the fuck's going to know, mum? Just sit down and colour the fuckers in. So, so I said, right, I'll do it. So now I'm just normal. I'm like two minutes into it. Fuck this. Fuck I can't this. No, but when I was off my head still, it was just so relaxing. And I can see why Van Gogh and all those people, like I said, the fucking... Had a, yeah, but once I, I was off the Oxy, I brought all the books. I went, fuck, I'm going to keep doing it. Because it's easy cash just to sell them yeah, to fans. Oh, five minutes, I couldn't do it anymore. The Oxy's big. Like, oh, as crazy. far as... And the really thing is, too, you don't even know you're getting on it. Because I'd take it. My pain would go away, but then I'd come back. So my doctor would be like, I take 40 milligrams. Okay, I take 40 twice a day. I got to the point where... There was a video, Sam's Fitness, I go to Sydney and do videos for him. He has like a warehouse, training equipment, home gym stuff, really good. And he put up a video, it's probably still on there somewhere, Lee Priest, 
on pain beds. I thought, let me watch it. I am so like, fucked up. I'm thinking, how the fuck did I drive to Sydney and home in that fucking condition? Well, it's basically heroin, isn't it? I don't know. My, there's one where I'm actually talking. That could just be me talking about the addiction, but there's one where I'm actually giving an interview and I'm like... Belted. Uh, I'm thinking, fuck, but I felt so normal. Far out. Yeah, so, yeah. Hey, how's your body now? Like, after, uh, after the career you've had? And of, well, the only injuries I've really had is from the car accident where this woman T-boned me and did my neck in. That pretty shit. much ended my competing because from 06 to 2013, I, for seven years, I just trained. I didn't compete anymore. And they sort of took me out of retirement. And um, I went and did the universe at 42 and won that. So in 2014, I just sort of promoted it. And then 2015, I was getting ready to compete again when the car hit me. But even then, going through shit, it took me almost six years to even get any compensation. Oh, my God. I was like, I couldn't. I said, look, I don't care. I still wanted to go to the gym because just for my mental. For sure. I felt good. I said, look, I don't care if they've got cameras on me. They'll see I've got a 60 kilo here and a 20 kilo here because just the nerve was crushed. I had no – it's almost like you go to move it, but there's no signal. So it's almost like you – as if you had – I felt like I had a stroke. Yeah, right. So I wouldn't move. And then every time I'd go – because there was a thing where – Impairment. If you're ten percent or under, you can only get two hundred fifty thousand. Well, if you're, dollar yeah, if yeah. you're over ten percent, you could be eleven or, or ninety nine. As long as you're over ten, you can. Sky's the limit. So I'd go see my doctor. Fifteen percent. Go see the insurance doctor. Nine. This oh, went on right. for like six yeah. years. Yeah. So finally, they brought two doctors up from Tasmania, who were just independent. They both paid, and they said, "No, he's eighteen percent impairment." Right. I thought, thank God that's over. Six months later, the insurance doctor, we want you to see our doctor again. Oh, uh, fuck but off. Sometimes I'll, I'll go into the insurance doctor out of all my social media stuff out here. This is how bad it got. He'd, he'd stand there and go, what's this here? I'll look and go, oh, I took my mum out for coffee that day. He goes, you don't see it? I'm like, it's me and my mum having coffee. He goes, so it's like, take a closer look. I said, I got a fucking cappuccino. What do I win? He goes, no, in this photo with your mother, you're smiling. You can't be in chronic pain if you're smiling. Oh. That's the point it was getting to. It's like, um, I think um, The Magnificent Seven came out, the remake with Denzel. And I think there's some other movies. So I put on, had a bit of shit day being at home. So I went and saw two movies. This day you even went to the movies and saw two movies. I said, I need to get out of the fucking house. I, was mm. like, I sit at home thinking about offing myself and stuff. So I was like, fuck. Mate, they're grubs, the insurance oh, doctors and insurance lawyers and that oh. type of stuff. My, a family member of mine, I won't go into details, oh. but has been dealing with that at the moment. Oh, an elderly, elderly one uh, at that. And the doctor she went and saw to represent this giant company was a cunt. Just a rude piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Belittled her, made her feel terrible. And they do that. They'll, they'll say, how do you feel? You go, oh, I feel... And I'll just cut you off everything they yeah, ask you. Yeah. You can't even get a sentence out. And then it's just like so rude. And I said to him, I went to see one psychiatrist once and I went in there and he says, how are you going? This, he felt about suicide. Yeah, I have. And then his whole report, I do not think Lee has a problem. He came in well-dressed, spoke nicely. His hair was done. I, think, I said to my lawyer, fuck, should I have gone in looking a mess yeah. and got angry? Yeah. Well, if you get angry, we can't represent you if you're going to be violent. I'm thinking, well, shit, being honest and nice. I said, that's, that's the worst thing too because you have a legitimate problem. They're trying to make out like you're lying and you're faking. I said, well, what? I faked two neck operations. I got the doctors all involved and said, cut me open. Let's go. Yeah. It's like, And chronic pain for a lot of people is very invisible. Oh, yeah. And for most people, I imagine it's invisible. And that's mm-hmm. the problem that a lot of people with invisible illnesses face. We've got a mutual friend, um, Terry, who, who has Lyme disease. Yeah. 
and he looks fine. But well, he doesn't look fine. But like compared oh. to like no, but like Shout he has Tez. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like but yeah, he, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, he looks, you can't see it. You can't see a fucking yeah. leg off or something don't like they, that. Don't they even our doctors here say it doesn't, doesn't exist? exist. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm an ambassador for Lyme Disease Australia, yeah. and their fight is just to get doctors to go. Yes, it's a thing. Yeah. And they go no. It doesn't happen here. Yeah, you in, can't in get America. It here. I know that exists over there. People yeah. have it and they treat it and yeah. get it stuff for it. Yeah, he had Mad. to go to Mexico for treatment. Yeah. Like yeah, he fucking did. Mexico. And like. the doctors in Australia, well, the, sorry, not the, uh, the the organization Lyme Disease Australia, is just like, why is this such a big fight? Mm-hmm. We have the figures, we have the science. It's yeah. all backing us, and you're sitting there going, nah. Do they think people are faking it? But along comes, <coughs> I'll give everyone a vaccine. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> Mate, fuck. We were, we were. It's fucking. That's crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but when I said uh, in towards the end, I can see it's like they almost push you because in the end, I was getting the point like I don't even give a fuck anymore. That's what I'm they want. Over it. They I'm want over you. It. Yeah, I'm over going to these doctors back and forth, and every time you go in, so when did the accident happen? I'm like, oh. We've done this. Years. Yeah. So you got all the fucking papers there. Mm. And where did it happen? Which way were you driving? What car were you driving? I said, you got all the fucking information. I said, well, you trying to trip me up? I said, and, and I remember he's getting foggy after mm. six years or more. And yeah, but I said, when I was taking those oxys, I got to the point where I didn't even go outside. I'd just be like, it's a nice day. I just turned the lights on inside. Mm. I got to go to the store. Let me check the fridge. No, I've got another day before I have to go out. I try and go to the gym. I'll be there for 20 minutes. I'm bored. Go home. Yeah. It's just so weird. And like I said, I think I don't need them anymore. So I just stopped them and oh, fucking curled in the fetal position, sweating. <sighs> fucking. What did you feel when you come off? And, and Gabe, can you look up what the numbers of uh, oh. addiction to oxy and, and deaths in America? Because oh, yeah. it's massive. Have you watched that show Dope Sick? Nah. Is that the movie that just came out? Well, no, there's a TV series with Michael Keaton. It's about when oxys first were coming out and they put it in this town. Yeah. And they were saying how they're not addictive, the time released. Yeah. It's all based on true stuff and then there is a documentary on it Go called Dope Sick so, uh, no the top sorry the top one yeah, I think it's like one of the most look on that yeah it's like crazy oh the numbers in the states are scary and the thing is like I said you don't know you're getting addicted to it because you're just taking it like the doctor says but oh my god if you watch so, that Dope Sick TV yeah. series it's like really so crazy the, the numbers in overdose deaths are obviously going up mm-hmm. and that's just oh, because yeah. more people are addicted to illicit drugs pro, uh, mm-hmm. prescription opioids and opioids are the same thing that, and this is what people just don't get like I've got a family member that's um, taking them at the moment because yeah. he's quite old mm-hmm. and he's got a really bad back issue. And the doctor just goes, "Yeah, mate. Yeah, here, here's another that's another, what my another prescription. He's still in pain. Yeah, okay. Doesn't well, think up about the dosage. Yeah. Look at the drug well, death comparatively. Like yeah. that's oxy there. Yeah. yeah. Like look where coke. So people freak out about coke. Yeah. We've got to stop coke. We've got to stop coke. Well, All like of I a said, sudden, even drink driving, you can't drink drive. But yet I drove to Sydney off your fucking but, tree. Uh, yeah. Uh, like worse than the, probably any drunk. Fuck. Look at that 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 number there is absolutely outrageous. And like you say, they're so quick to prescribe them. Oh yeah, because they all get kickbacks from the you know. Yeah. Big and the thing was too when Oxy came out in America and from this dope sick show, you watch it, the guy who labelled it and gave it the go ahead was being paid by the yeah, drug company, and he's in the FDA. Yeah. So they it's a pretty crazy. interesting one to watch. Yeah, and like I said. I just went to stop it. I mean, my body just went into turmoil and well, shaking and sweating. And full that. withdrawal, hey. So I, I just said, that day I just caught up the detox place, the Woodlands at Toronto. They said, we can get you in right now. Really? So my insurance covered it. I went down there and straight in. They put me on this gabapentine and other stuff. And, and then they did like the counselling stuff and talked to you. Because like I said, I never had an addictive personality. So once I stopped it, it was easy to stop. But mm-hmm. just going through that stage of weaning off it, you know, should never just go cold turkey. Yeah. Well, that, that and that is the problem. These people 
whoever are hooked on, whether it's benzos, mm-hmm. uh, oxy, it's, it could be any drug, it's, really. It's yeah. them and alcohol, alcohol are the yeah. only two that if you stop cold turkey, they'll kill you. Everything right. else, like heroin and cocaine yeah. and everything, you just go through like a really bad withdrawal. There's but a, like those things, if you go too deep and you get off from cold turkey, your body like shuts down. There's and a doctor called Carl Hart and he yep. basically measures... <laughs> He's, and, and he's a genius. He's a genius. He works out how um, certain drugs affect the body. Mm-hmm. So he takes By heroin, taking them. Takes all this type of stuff. <laughs> but he says that the, the heroin withdrawals is basically just like, oh, you just feel really shit for a while. Oh, yeah. I'm like, not sold on Carl Hart. I think he just likes taking drugs. You reckon? He's a professor at like... Isn't he somewhere a cardiologist big. or something? Or? No, he's a... Yeah, but he... But he's, a his whole thing is like... I'm going to study this drug by taking it, and he's yeah. a, and he just gets high. But as he, fuck unders- all the time. he understands how it all works. Like, who's better to understand how it works than someone who's taking it? Yeah, I like know. I can't comment on oxys. I haven't had oxys. Yeah. I always talk to people when I do stuff. I get asked the weirdest questions. Sometimes, like I said, it's about marriage because I've been married five times. It'd be about something with the cocaine. I, you know, I attempted suicide twice. So I sometimes talk about that. And one one time from that was when. I did the world titles at 19. Mm. I got drug tested before I went. And this was like, okay, if I can go to win the world t- The year before, I got fourth in the world titles. If you win the world titles, you get your pro car. So I go, here's a way to get it. I go to Russia. This shitty place called Katowice. It looked like fucking Schindler's List. The fucking shit hole. <laughs> it's all black and white. <laughs> it was. It actually was. The town was grey and miserable and people are walking around. Oh, I'd be like that too if I lived here. Yeah. So I do this show. We get drug. T- I got drug tested twice before I left, and our Institute of Sport is one of the highest thing. Both negative. I, I knew they would be. I'm still under seventy kilos. Go over there. They drug test us all on the Thursday. On a Thursday night, they have the World Congress meeting, and that's when you get told your athlete is out, and you'll be fine. So Saturday comes. I compete, do the prejudging, go back to the finals. Uh, I knew a lot of the guys from the year before. They're like, our judge has you first. Our judge has you first. You're gonna win it. I said, look, until I get the trophy in my hand, I don't fucking mm. want to hear that shit. Just before we go out for the presentations, the American doctor goes, I don't fuck me. And what he goes, you've come up dirty. I'm like, what? how the fuck? I haven't taken anything. I'm like, fuck this. And I had to leave and go to the hotel. I'm looking over the balcony. Should I jump? No. Nope. I'll call my mum. I remember calling my mum. was only 19. I sort of started crying thinking, but I haven't fucking taken anything. It's like, this is how an innocent guy feels when he's like, fuck, mum says you're guilty and you haven't mm. done anything. So I thought, fuck it, no. So I got dressed, went back to the show. Everyone's like, oh, we can't believe it. And that night I probably had 15 people come to my hotel room and some of them gave me their awards because I knew I got fucked over. So I get back home and I was living in Brisbane. Then it's like, newspaper, Lee Priest, drug cheat. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I was thinking, if I took anything, I'd say, okay, you fucking caught me. That's the way I've always been. That's why I've always got in trouble with over stuff because I remember I lied to my mum once and I got the jug called the wooden spoon. She goes, always fucking be honest. Sometimes people don't want to hear the truth, but just be honest. I've been with supplement companies where they've given me a three-year contract. I got out because I'd say, Lee Priest says this is the best product. I said, I didn't say that. I said, that product's shit. Mm. I said, but you can't say that we pay. I said, I will say that because people work hard for their money. Some people have to borrow money to buy your supplements. If I say this is the greatest product and they take it and it's shit, they're not going to believe a word I say again. So I've left big contracts because of things like that. So money was never the issue with me when it came to contracts. I'd rather be honest to people. So going back to the drug testing thing, my mom's like, well, how could you be positive? I'm like, I don't know. Let's get test me again. They're like, okay. So she calls up the Institute of Sport, tells them what happened. They're like, it couldn't be. We tested him twice. And one was just like the week before we left. And I had the papers there. My grandmother, she's like ropeable. She's like, yeah, okay. So they said, well, it'll be $375. My mum said, I don't care, I'll pay it. 
But the thing was, because I was a member of the IFBB, that sporting organisation, we had to get their permission. And they said, don't test him again. And then my B sample, because you always got to test the B sample, mm. it went missing. Oh, yeah. So now this time I'm like sort of thinking, fuck, I should have been pro now maybe in America. But now I'm living at the back of a gym. I clean the gym to make money. I clean factories at night. I just went, the thing was too, you know when people say sometimes with suicide, you see the signs? With me, and I've had a couple of mates too who I've gone out for dinner with them. Hey, tomorrow we'll do this. Next day, dead. There was no sign. I can see how that happens because I didn't never contemplate a suicide at all. But that, say, two to three hours space where I was sitting out the back of the gym there just getting fucking miserable, going down this rabbit yeah. hole thinking, fuck this, I got screwed over. And it's like, then it's almost like you're making yourself get more miserable mm. so you can give yourself the courage to fucking do something. And you're not thinking about loved ones because people say it's selfish. That's the last thing on your mind. Well, fuck this, I was eating, I remember till this day I was eating baked beans out of a tin thinking, what the fuck? Like, fuck it, I'm going to cut my wrist. Can't be that hard. So I go get a fucking knife. Get whack. And in, a, in my mind, it's like the movies, blood should be spurting out, blood's coming out. I'm like, maybe I fucking didn't go deep enough. I got a shitty fucking knife now, I'm more pissed off. <laughs> I shove it back in to do it again. And then when I put it back in, the fucking stung that bad. That's what fucking snapped me out of it. Yeah. I think, fuck, if I had had a gun, it would have been no second chance. Fuck. But because I did it again, it stung. I'm like, fuck. Maybe not. Um, you better come <laughs> to the hospital. <laughs> just cut my wrist. She's like, what the fuck you do that for? So then I tried again later on just with other shit. I just did, because with my grandfather, he sort of raised me as a father. And that I just went down around those rabbit holes because I was coming home. He was going to live with me. And he had a cancer, like on his neck, just a skin cancer. And when he went into hospital... They turned his oxygen off. They had to put him under to take it off. He was in his 80s now, but he's still fit as a fiddle. They turned his oxygen off and he had a heart attack. Mm. So they put him in the room to recover. Nurse turned his oxygen off again. He had another heart attack and they couldn't really save him from that point on. They had him on a breathing machine. He could still talk and that, but then a young kid came into the hospital that needed it. So he just gave up the machine for the young kid. Pretty much just passed away. And that Even in the end there, the nurses were all upset because they liked him and crying. He's like, it's okay and that's so... I think I just got shits about that because, you know, you always see these good people that fucking shit happens to them. And my mum gets this letter from the hospital, which made her fucking mad, made me mad. Went through the whole thing. We're very sorry what happened to your father, this and that. But now we know this. We've changed our policy, so this will never happen again. And I think we're a bit fucking late Not, now. No good it? to us. Yeah, fucking so hell. I tried with, like, drinking pills and shit that one time and just made myself sick. So, uh, as I said, when it comes to that sort of thing, I know what it's like to go down that fucking thing that quick where if I had done it, people would have been like, fuck, mm. we didn't see that coming because he was so happy. So uh, all, uh, pretty much all the people I know, you have a breakup with a girlfriend or something, people go, I'll go kill myself. Generally those type, it's more attention and stuff. The ones that actually do it, it's just like, boom, out yeah. of the blue. You go in that dark space for a couple of hours and lucky I wasn't successful, but the ones that do it can just be that quick. That's why you don't know it's coming. And people do say that the mental health issue with people who do – uh, successfully commit suicide is often not a day-to-day thing. It's a yeah. half an hour to half an hour, hour to hour issue. Mm-hmm. And that is why uh, so many people are successful because you don't see it coming. No. It happens and they're done. Yeah. They're gone and then it's... And, and as you said, with the gun situation. That's what I said. I, I had a knife. If I had a gun, it would have been... Boom, well, it would have been... In America, that's yeah. why there are so many gun deaths that are just suicide. Yeah. Because people are like, right, let's do it. This is easy. This is mm-hmm. quick. And like I said, I was lucky with the, putting the knife back in. It stung that bad. It was yeah. just like, boom, snapped me out of it that quick. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? It's going for a leak. That's right. crazy. Yeah, go on. yeah, so yeah, just like that's when, you know, so I, I talk to people about different things like that because I've been there and done it. So 
yeah, you can just go and see you. And I said, I even remember now too when I was doing it, eating the baked beans, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to put some fucking miserable fucking soppy songs on. It's like, I'm really going to make myself go down this fucking... You're going to really yeah, ramp up the sound. Yeah, it's like, think about it, every girlfriend that dumped you and shit like Fuck. that. Yeah, it's like, well, the first thing I, the first thing I thought about doing it was as I hold the can of baked beans, it's like, I could use the tin of the... Tin of the, you know, you the top cut, of the... Yeah, you always you put always, your finger oh, on that. I did it last week on my hand with the cat tin. I put my hand in the bin. I'm like, yeah. hey, fuck. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's crazy. Like I said, and like I said, I've never thought about it since. It's just that one speech. I, I can see when people, you know, you, we've seen so many people, like even Robin Williams and people like that, who you think would have everything in their life. So many famous people who you think they got the money, the fame. It doesn't mean anything in the end, does it? Yeah. yeah. I said, when you get in that crazy. dark place, you ain't thinking about nothing. Yeah, nah, they're just, and like it's you just say. Like you just want to end whatever it is you're feeling at that time. You want it to fucking stop straight away, so. Yeah, it's crazy. And like you said now, so you're getting around, do you say you, you sort of do seminars and talk about yeah, that yeah, kind of course, thing? Of course, like I said, I do bodybuilding seminars, but because people know I'm so open about anything, I'll talk about anything. So yeah. half the time I might be training, but then the other half could be just talking about life, relationships, marriage, yeah. coke stories, yeah. drug stories, my dad being gay, because oh, so many times I get like, oh, you hate gays. And I'm like, my father's gay. My cousin was a transsexual. Some of his friends were the funniest people I ever met and stuff mm. like that. They're like, well, you're racist. And I said, well, one of my wives was a coloured person from South Africa. So you call her coloured? I said, she called herself coloured. And you hate the Muslims? I'm like, she was a Muslim. So yeah. you're, you're not doing too well here nah. with this. Um, I said, if I'm a racist, I'll, I'm, I'm going to have to hand my green wizard card back in. Yeah, because you're one of the worst racists uh, of all my time. My best friend who I called like a brother, I actually got called racist because the guy I met the first day I got to America was Kurt Miller. He was a black guy. He's from originally from Iowa. His dad was a pastor. We became like brothers. We lived together. He lived with me. He come to Australia to visit. So for like 20 years, we're always side by side and that. We always lived in the same building and that. So... Yeah, if I moved the text, you'd move the text. I'll come with you, Lisa. We'll do this. And people would say to me, because you know everything over there has got to be put in the box. I remember mm. when I first went there, they had a, when they first had that African American, Caucasian. You got to tick the box. I remember just writing human down the bottom and ticking it. <laughs> when I handed it back, they're like, "I said, well, what do you want?" Yeah, but yeah. But someone said to me once, "What's Kurt?" I'm like, "What do you mean, what's Kurt?" I said, "He's my brother." Yeah, but what is he? I'm like, what do you mean? They go, "Is he white, black?" I said, "Well." He's black, but I don't see that. If I look at Kurt, I just see Kurt. Yes, I can see his skin's dark, but it doesn't register. Oh, shit, you're black. Mm. I just see my friend Kurt. Well, that's racist if you don't see his colour. I'm like, of course I Man, see it, but to me so it doesn't mean... With people's colour. It doesn't mean anything. It's with like, their gender. Oh, yeah. That is... Like <laughs> it's the box you put people in. Yeah. And maybe like, it does stem from that whole thing about uh, what, what are you? What yeah. exactly are you? I need to know exactly what yeah. you are. But colour doesn't matter. No. It's it like really I, doesn't. I judge people on character. I don't care what religion, what colour, what you know, sexuality you are. You want to... I said, with all these genders now, if you want to say you're a fucking sexual tree or dog whatever, or whatever it's like, hey... Who gives a shit? You go it for doesn't, it. It doesn't hurt me. You go for it. I yeah. yeah, I can see you're not, but if you think that, hey, if that makes you happy, <laughs> for go sure. for it. For sure. Yeah, so... Mate, I, um, I'm pretty live and let live, except for one group of people. Pedos. And Gabe? No, not pedos. <laughs> These people are worse, allegedly. Not really, this is a joke. Uh, <laughs> Gabe, I want you to clip this. Daily Mail. Isaac Butterfield here, how you going? <laughs> you recently put a story up about a, a guest we had on this show, uh, Colin Schumach, the snake catcher extraordinaire and you referred to this podcast one of the best podcasts in the country on the planet on the planet if not the world i believe that's the same thing you <laughs> called you didn't say the cancer in our podcast with the buttsman and bluey you said in that article this article here 
a podcast. You called it a podcast. You didn't reference the podcast. So, Daily Mail, you can suck my unfortunate dick. Fuck you, you absolute cock smokers. How dare you, Bluey, and back me up here. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you refer to us as just a podcast, you mediocre piss weak excuse for a run by George Soros fucking journalistic standards of a fucking AIDS infested cretin. I'll Fuck send, you. I'll send them a picture of my swollen cock with the needle Please in it do. and they can suck that. Fuck. <laughs> I hope you suck Lee's swollen needle ridden cock. <laughs> fucking Daily Mail. Yeah, they put out this whole story and they just called us a podcast. Oh. Shout out to Colin though. Yeah, good on you. Shout Colin. out Colin. <laughs> Colin's fucking going to be getting plenty of exposure. Because Colin's a snake catcher here in Newcastle and uh-huh. he, uh, the bloke didn't want to pay him for catching a red belly in his kitchen. So he just released the red belly again. Oh, my mum hates snakes. She's petrified of them and she's concreted all around her house at Aberglassen. Oh, really? My stepfather, who's married now, was into electronics. So he's built these snake things that go into the ground to vibrate. They annoy the fuck out of me because when I'm at the house, all I hear is. Ding! I said, Mum, don't the fucking neighbours get mad at that? She said, I don't know, but that's all you hear. At least it's not snakes. Wow. <laughs> What's it keep the snakes away? Yeah, it's meant to. So, so she's really, like, very oh, scared. Hates them for some reason, yeah. Wow. I, I'd bring a toy stand. She won't even look at a snake on TV and that. But I was surprised because I used to enjoy I like going to zoos because I love animals and stuff. Like, there was a time where nearly every one of my bodybuilding trophies I got rid of because I lived it. I don't need them. Whereas some guys keep them all behind them. So when they do something on a podcast, here's all my achievements. The only thing I kept was my racing trophies and the things like um, if I've been somewhere, well, I was, when I was just in America a couple of months ago, because I've always supported law enforcement, I was at the Olympia in Vegas and this group of police and that gave me this plaque. They gave me like a, they have a this law enforcement group and they gave me a plaque saying thank you for supporting law enforcement. So I kept that. I keep things like that or even got a letter back from the Queen once. I'm going to write to the Queen. My wife's like, where are you going to write to the Queen? I'm like, I don't know, I'm just going to ask her how's her day. See so yeah, how she's, she's going. Like, it's a lady in waiting wrote back, but it was the nicest letterhead, nicest wow. paper and envelope I felt in my That's life. Great. So I framed it. But I kept things. But when I sell all my trophies, all on the internet, Lee must be doing bad. He's selling yeah, his yeah. trophies. He must be eating bad for money. Like you fucking dickheads. I never said nothing. I think on an interview once, my mum finally got the shits of it. They interviewed her. I said, what's up with Lee selling his trophies? She goes, and she's like, because I'm the type of person, well, she's put it out there now, but I'll go to a grocery store. I say, yeah, Give me a hundred dollar gift card. Next person that comes through, just give it to them. Or if I'm out of a restaurant, I always pick older people when I go pay my bill. Give me their bill and shit like Fuck that. Fuck yeah! Oh, but I never told anyone. But my mum, she won't tell everyone. But yeah, with all my trophies, all the money I got, I gave to animal shelters and stuff like yeah. that. I said I'd rather money get it like RSPCA, Hunter Animal Rescue, and all them. So yeah, but people are like, oh, you feel bad now, don't you? I said, well, you didn't have to tell them, mum. But she goes, I just can't stand that they're saying that you're living on the streets. You got to sell your trophies. But the good thing was. Once I sold them, I'll just raffle them off to the highest bidder and thing, and I send it off to them. But then a gym would get one, or even young kids in their garage. I send me photos, and they're like, "Here's your trophy here. That's inspiring us to Fuck train." Yeah. I said, "Well, that's better." I said, "For 20 years, they've been sitting in a box. Yeah. I just move them from place to place, and they get broken or shit. But now they're inspiring people to train." I said, "So how much? That's you know, that's what it should be doing." So yeah, yeah. So all these people that made fun of me online, you must be this and that. I'm like, they're like, oh. But once you've lived it, and I mean, my mine is not similar to yours in any way. But once you've done a big show or you've Mm -hmm. sold out where you wanted to do a big show at, it's just been done. Yeah, you've lived it. It's Mm -hmm. it's there. One of my mates, Morgan, he said to me, "What's it like having your name up in lights at the Enmore Theatre and nearly two thousand people there to see?" I was like, "It's just it's just what I do now, right?" Yeah, like it's not this crazy thing in my Mm -hmm. life every single day where I wake up and go, "Yes, 
here we are, we're going to do uh-huh. it. Like, I just, this is just normal, yeah. normal existence. Well, people don't understand, like, even with me now, I get still embarrassed because I'm generally a shy guy. If I don't know someone, they go, hi, I'm like, hi. Then I just don't talk anymore unless <laughs> they keep talking to me. Some people think, oh, he's arrogant, but I'm just shy. I've always been that way. Yeah. But when people still come up to me now, like at the gym today, when I'm saying, grab a photo, Lee, goes, to me, that's still weird because yeah. I just see myself as Lee. I'm no better than you or anybody else. Okay, I was a pro bodybuilder, big fucking deal. Yeah. I, just a guy that likes to go to the gym and train. You could be a great plumber that goes to the gym and trains. That makes you, I'm, I'm no better than you. And I like all these years I've trained, probably over 30, coming on 38 years, I've never asked somebody, how many sets you got? I need that. Because I said it before. Yes, me getting ready for the Mr. Olympia, that's like a big show for me, the number one show. But I said, if a woman's in the gym and she wants to lose 20 pounds, that's just as important to Absolutely. her. I got no more right to the equipment than her. So I just never liked the egos on people or sports people. So that's why today my book, oh, you're Lee Priest. I'm like, yeah, I'm just Lee. I'm just a fucking dickhead. I'm, I'm, like, uh, I'm <laughs> yeah. just, like, just like you. So and, and uh, you it's, good, it's good. Like I know I, I like to get things where people say I've inspired them, whether it be from depression or just to train and stuff. That's always nice to hear. But still, I'm like, I'm just like you. I'm no, no one special. I just enjoy well, training. You do say that you're just like other people. But Gabe, can you pull up a video on YouTube here? I saw it recently of uh, Lee Priest on the leg press. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to just say maybe you're not just just like everybody else. Um, Which one? No, not that one. No, that they're, was all, they're all old. It probably would have been when I was in America, wouldn't it be? It would that have one been. there, Lee Priest legs. That one maybe. Or let's try this one. Let's have a look at some of because this is this any similar to or anything similar to what we train today. I know you're. I'm right. assuming this is exactly what you did today. Well, I, th- I I think it may be very similar. Uh, maybe um, I, this one I wasn't going too heavy. I was doing more reps. I think because I actually didn't want to do these videos because we had to do these videos. Turn the music off. I'd make it like if we didn't do these videos leading up to the contest, we couldn't compete. Even though oh. we qualified to compete. You had to do these videos and we got no money for them. But <laughs> Fuck. That's, that's the sort of shit I'd fight against. Yeah. So this is in Texas, is it? Yeah. That was my first Mustang that I supercharged up to. Fucking <laughs> 700, <laughs> 700, horse, 700 horsepower. So this is what we would like. We were just, this is a warm up we did today, Bluey. We just went straight to the leg extensions and just did thousands. And then Lee would push this down. Is, is so when, what's the weight on something like Isaac's that? This is MDMA in this is like when it kicked in. Well, oh boy, I'm in trouble here. <laughs> As you can see, Lee's only doing half a stack there, which is relatively light for what a lot of people that's, will throw that's on. One right? of my drag racing t-shirts I got on too. Bit of sissy squats going on there. I'm just stretching them out. So you're doing, you are doing pretty heavy there. Some would say. Yeah. Well, no, it's only half the stack. But so, so how many kilos is is that no. for the people listening, not watching? I'd say that there's probably about half that stack on that one machine would have been about, that's probably 70 kilos. But it's nothing crazy. Right. Like kilos. you're just doing yeah. a shit ton. So we're still, you're still warming up here, right? Yeah. But we're talking, I want to go to the leg press and see that's what's... my friend actually, Mark Rainbow from New Zealand. He's a crazy guy. He actually won the Mr. Australia go. once. So, you, but as, as you said, you're not doing... What I, I, what I was... Even lo- beat his one. I know there's a couple of them out there where... My friend there, I made him eat so much once. He had this, <laughs> he has this thing where he just spaces out sometimes. Mm. We went to this amusement park, and if he goes on rise, he starts twitching, and he'd just sit there and be like, Fuck, sounds like And me. he's gone. Yeah. So I'd fucking sounds do like shit him. to him and hang stuff off him, and <laughs> he'd be like, Come to again. He's like, What the fuck, you <laughs> asshole? <And this> <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm not sure where it was, but there was a video, 
And who keeps fucking with your ears in these? Oh, that's, that, that's that Seams Fitness one I go to in Sydney. They do that and people get so annoyed so they just keep doing it now. Someone actually goes, oh, his ears are really that big. Why, I, I, I knew they weren't, but I was wondering what was going on with your ears. I was like, has something happened? Like, Yeah, like every everything now, they do something stupid in it, whether it be like a bulge in my pants or <laughs> maybe look squattier down there. It's like the whole... Great thumbnails. Once, once it started annoying people, I just started doing it more and more. Yeah, so yeah. They just kept it going the, the video I was looking for was there was one of you and you had the entire like Machine all the plates were on there. Someone was standing, <laughs> so on, the was standing on, on the thing. It. I was like, Jesus, a small child. And and I know that like I've I've when I on the leg press like, I can't do much no, at, at all. Ones, uh, what does that have to be back from the earlier days? Lee Priest does a thousand and twenty seven reps at five hundred pounds. Jesus. That's well, that's not just me talking about it. I think Louis, you had some questions. Yeah, people sent in some and, questions. And Gabe, you might have some as well. Uh, we had some questions come in from the viewers. From the fans. And there might even be some questions on the, uh, the live stream. They're like, Patreon. fuck him, he uses roids to cheat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cheating if everyone's doing it. Yeah, Shut man. up, fuck off. I think he said that. I have often thought about steroids. <laughs> because I train every day and I don't well, look like I train. Well, that's the funny thing. The thing is, I got friends in America, they own wellness clinics. And this is what I don't get. My mother and like other people... A women go through menopause and mm. other stuff. A woman can go get female hormones at the snap of a finger. The testosterone. My, yeah, testosterone. you got to jump through hoops, go to endocrinologists, go back, get checked again. If it's too high, now you can't get it. And this is the thing my friend told me about men and depression and stuff too. They're so quick in America, you come in, you feel a bit down. Here's some Xanax. Here's all yeah. these fucking pills that make you fucking worse, half of them. And he goes, half these guys that come to me who are just sick of taking the Xanax and all these... I do their blood work and their test is almost fucking none. Mm. He gets them on testosterone, they get off whatever stuff, they feel like new people again because they've got the male hormone back in their body. That's why, I guess you used to make fun about it when you say men go through that midlife crisis. And half the time it is, it's like, you know, you're feeling that down because your testosterone's low. And, it went, and when it does go low, you're just fucking miserable. Yeah. So, you know, some will go out, find a girl and cheat or do this or go buy a fucking sports car trying to get that <laughs> yeah. excitement again. But yeah, but it goes half the time as soon as nearly all of them, once they get back on testosterone, and they feel good, they've got energy, they're yeah. thinking straight again. Most everything. blokes over the age of 40 probably should be on exogenous Exactly. Tests. And the and thing is, do you only need, when they say TRT, like testosterone therapy replacement, you only need like 200 milligrams every two weeks or so. I know my friend was on one here. He got from the doctor. It was called Reandron. It's like a slow-released one. It's like a 1,000 milligrams, but you only have one shot every 10 weeks, so it just slowly really? releases through the body. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I said, women can just get the hormones like that, but a guy, I guarantee half the guys that are walking around depressed down on all these other meds, if they just had testosterone, they'd feel great. Because I got on test cream a while ago, mm -hmm. and I found that after two weeks, I was having a lot of hot flushes. Yeah. And I stopped because it was just freaking me out. Mm -hmm. But uh, the doc there, he just said, yeah, mate, you got pretty good levels, like pretty normal, but you could always be higher. And I was like, let's give it a go. Um, and it was fine. But the, the, yeah, the hot flushes stopped mm -hmm. it for me. I don't know if that's a regular thing that you get with, with, with uh, TRT. But well, not with TRT, you don't really get that because it's an injection. It goes intramuscular. Well, this was a cream. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. And yeah. I was freaking out about rubbing the cr like the cream because if you get it on your missus and then she's their clit starts. <laughs> she's, got, she's, got a, <laughs> she's got a big dick I've now. Had, I've had bodybuilding girls with clits before and it's like, fuck. 
What do you do with that? Do you suck it? What happens? Well, that's a, that's a, a, that was a, que- go, that was a question. Like that. yes. <laughs> what was the question? Someone asked a question Your about uh, Yeah, like chicks who get on uh, get chicks who get eye. on the test. Do they end up having um, yes. clitorises like kiwi fruits? I believe. No, it actually it almost kiwi looks kiwi like it almost looks big. like a little little penis, really. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what it is, isn't it? Isn't yeah. the clitoris it like the, the penis? Way, the way it comes out of the hood, it's almost like a foreskin going back. And I've seen some like that big. Well, I'm pretty sure, and don't quote me on it. But we obviously we we all start out as female in the womb, and the male's clitoris grows into a penis, and the female's doesn't. It stays as a clitoris. I'm pretty sure that's right. Okay? Yeah, I don't know what you're going to Google right, for that. Some group's going to be very mad at you. Yeah, so. that's fine. <laughs> our, clit, our dicks just clits. Uh, is the clitoris? Jesus, uh, we put this TV to good use. <laughs> Three hundred bucks from Kogan, ladies. All and gentlemen. the big questions. Our dicks just clits. <laughs> Google a picture of a. How, how should I write clit. it? How should I write it? Oh, this yeah. is Gabe's first chime in for the whole show. Congratulations. Um, um, is the clitoris is like a mini penis? Things you never knew about clitoris anatomy. Oh, that one's already been clicked on by Gabe. That's that's interesting. <laughs> Comes up already. Um, Does the clit grow into the? Dick? Someone sent through a question. Uh, into Jack. the dick. Into a dick. I mean, all right. Was I'm that? in a PDF Someone said now. natty or not. <laughs> natty or not. Was natty? Uh, natty we won't be going through that. Just even Google, find a clip picture, then you'll be on there. <laughs> <laughs> picture is tells a thousand N-A-N? words. Well, let's not click that in case it's fucking, aren't we live streaming on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're, yeah. Not, they're not seeing the screen at the moment. Let's not. Oh, look at what Gabe's been looking up. Tropical Cyclone Irene Vanuatu. What? What do you got planned, mate? Where did I search that? On that right-hand side. Trending searches, trending. mate. Trending searches, mate. I cleared, I cleared my history before we went onto the TV. I, th- I think we can all agree that Clits are just mini dicks. Yes, Bluey, go on. Yeah. Oh, so that was Quinn O'Leary that asked that. That always made me laugh at that joke. I don't know who told the joke about, was it, you know, fucking a tranny? The best thing about fucking a tranny (laughs) was like reaching around the front and pretending you went all the way through. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) That would be pretty good. (laughs) Look at me go. Yes, Blue. Um... We've already sort of touched on it. Oh, yeah, there's some questions the from clit stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've already touched yes, on the clit stuff. Big. They are big. Quinn O'Leary, yeah, he said that. Um, what have we got here? Uh, John Piver. What do you, I saw, we've already touched on it, but what do you think about the number of young guys who are getting on the juice these crazy, days? Crazy, crazy. Like, that's, that's like I said, one, on that list back in the 90s, like number four was college kids. And that's why they don't get because it, it is a story similar. There was this guy at the gym when I was younger I just got on it. He's like, oh, you got big on the gear. I want to get on it. I said, mate, but you barely train. So you come to the gym maybe twice a week. You fuck off when you're here. You're only eating a couple of meals. And he's just on me. So, like, for months, he's like, can you get me this? Can you? I said, look, how about I just get you some Diana Bowl? It's a pretty basic tablet. Just take one a day, 20 milligrams. And But this is what you got to do. I'm going to give you a training program. you got to train five days a week. And you got to eat five meals a day. So you do, if you're going to take the gear, you got to do it right. No, he's taking the gear and not training. So If you're going to do the crime, you got to do the time. No, I empty Diana Bowl bottle. Got it. In it, oh, gave yeah. it to him. Starts taking them. Starts training every day, eating it. Like four weeks later, Lee, fuck, look at me. He's like, put some size on. He's looking good. He's stronger. Like these are great. Six weeks, he's put more on. I said, okay. He said, when you take the pill today, I said, fucking chew it. He's like, fuck, that's sweet. I gave him fucking saccharin. Ah. Sugar pills. I said, see, it was all in your fucking mind. You just started <laughs> training more regularly and eating, and look how you look. And you thought you were on fucking gear. Yeah. And that's the thing is sometimes. I've always say if you're going to do it, to me it's like because people say to me, "I want to be Mr. Olympia. I want to do this. I want to do this." Like, oh, 
should start on a small show first. But the thing is, bodybuilding is one of those things where if you're going to be a bodybuilder and you want to go to that level, you'll know just by training regularly and being on routine, being consistent, eating, getting your rest, you're not going out partying, your body will just grow naturally because I've always had a high level of testosterone. My mother had it. She had to take female hormones to keep her male level down. So, and Jessie got something where she got bones growing on bones. My sister got that and my grandfather had it. I'd never got the bones growing on bones though from the hormones. But yeah, so yeah, I've always said it will happen. If you just train regularly and do it, because yeah, you've seen guys in the gym who can naturally lift you like, fuck, look at him. He looks like he's on gear, but he's just gifted mm. to grow that way. So yeah, so taking all the gear in the world, I've always said, you've got to at least train five or seven years foundation work with no gear, just training and training to see how far you can go because if you can't do it naturally for that many years, just take it. Well, there's kids now taking gear before they even get a gym membership yeah, because they think, oh, gear's the answer. We've got to get in shape. And half these people, like I said, when you see people like the Zac Efron's, you could look like that just with a good basic diet and hard work. You don't need gear to fucking look like that. you know. Because I said, when I won my first pro show in 2002 – if you look at 2002 San Francisco, Chris Cormier, like he got second to me, he weighed 260. Dexter Jackson, who won the Mr. Olympia, he was third place. And I was, um, had a double bicep picture up on the right there. Uh, come down now, that double bike, go across to the left, go across. One more. The two biceps, yeah. Gabe, for fuck's sake. Yeah, that, They're only 600. Yeah. They're double biceps, well, that, well, <laughs> Everyone's like, Lee, what did you weigh? I said, what do I think you weighed? They're like, oh, you had to be two, 235. I weighed 199 pounds at that contest. Right. And I was beating guys 60 pounds heavier because when you get super lean, you just look a lot bigger. I just admit, there's, there's me at the top there with Ronnie drinking water at the European show. There's a funny video where he looks over at me. and he shakes Gabe doesn't know who Ronnie Coleman is. Go up. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the dark man. Go up, go up, go up, go up, go up. Third, God, go his up. The career low light. I was just trying to get that one on screen finally. It was Click why on is it fucking Coleman. doing a slideshow? this fucking bloke, honestly. <laughs> Got him a TV. You want me to Google Ronnie Coleman? No, click here? that photo. And yeah, that was on the European tour where a few of the shows, it was Kevin Leverone, Nasser El Sambody, and I got third, and Ronnie was like six of them all. And then there, Ronnie looks over at me like, shaking his head and stuff. <laughs> Holy dooly. Yeah, so yeah, Ronnie Coleman explained how he almost quit bodybuilding after losing to Lee Priest. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, though. It's all an illusion. You can see a guy who can have a good shaped arm and be super shredded, and his arm can look like 19 inches, but if you measure it, it's only 16. It's all yeah. an illusion. Like, if you look at pictures of, if you go to Lee Priest bulked up, I look fat as fuck. I was 285 pounds at five foot five. And then there'll be like a sequence of when I'm dieted down. I'd be losing weight and people are like, are you putting size on? Look up there, those pictures of me there, see? Oh, is that you there? That? Yeah. Well, if you go down to the second row, oh, this go across one go. more. Yeah, that there. Or wow. Is that you? Yep. Wow. On the left? Yeah, and see like those ones down the... Well, go down to that before and after. Go to the right. Come down. Well, the glasses don't help no, that one because the one on the right, no. you look like you're about to fuck everybody. But there, see that from the beginning there to there? Wow. Yeah. That's like 14 weeks of dieting from the... You look a lot happier on the left. Midpoint after. Well, not even wow. that one. That's a, a different, different bloke. bloke. That's a different bloke. No, that's me. That's crazy, what? isn't it? Yeah. That's crazy. And so how long is that transition period? Is that years or? 16 weeks. 
But the thing is, that's the that's what I mean—an illusion. Hard. On that side there, I'm two eighty-five. Yeah. The other side, I'm probably weighing two hundred and four pounds. Fuck. So you'd swear I was bigger in the muscular yeah. shot. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's all an illusion. I, is the bulk necessary? Do you think? Well, not really. I just like to eat in the off season. Yeah, fucking fucking if I'm not competing, I'm off the fucking Macca's, Chinese. That but I'd sometimes still eat good. I'd still eat steak and rice, but in between, I'd go have a tub of ice cream. And then, yeah, so yeah. when I came time to diet, I just cut out all that in-between food. Yeah, so yeah, people always... Master of dirty bulk. They've yeah. gone, yeah? Yeah. Well, see, look at the bottom picture. Go across to the very... Keep going across to the left. Yeah. That, that's one not more, one that more. photo, by the that way. One that one there, yeah, that before that's and that's after. There you go. That was, that was 16 weeks from that picture to that picture. Did you have a feed like when you finished the competition? Did you have like a treat that oh. you just love, like something that you just well, like? I used, I, can't to go, wait I used to go shopping the week before. I want this, I want that. Mm. And it's like a kid. If you can't have it, you want everything. So yeah. I'd be buying all these candy. I'd have a bed covered. As soon as the contest is over, I go home and go, I don't want it now. Yeah. I remember once I was dieting at home, it was Easter time. I got through the night. I knew there was chocolate eggs in the fridge. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to sneak one. I took a piss and I'm going to. I just put my hand in the fridge and my mum come walking out. I'm like, <laughs> she, she goes, Are you going to have the egg? I went, yeah, You can have it. I went, I don't fucking want don't it. Want it yeah. <laughs> so like sneaking, it was like the most exciting part. But being told I could have it, yeah. But people would see me in the off season, wouldn't even recognise me. They'd be wow. like, that's and, crazy. And sometimes too, when I'd travel, it'd be like I'd have a passport photo bulked up. Yeah. And then I'd come in, dieted down. They're like, it's not even the same dude. Yeah. I wouldn't buy it. No way. When I was looking at those two things, no, I think always, people, people think that's not you. I'm like, yeah, that was. If you're me. ever hard up for cash, you could always do those before and after photos. Yeah, well, they did that with one of the companies there, but I never. And I told them I never used your product because they did a whole story on me. When I was bulked up like that, this whole story come out that I was suicidal, depressed, sitting at home. We went into Lee's house. And this is what really pissed me off. We go into Lee's house and there's just empty pizza boxes everywhere. I don't really like pizza. But they made me have to be like this fucking suicidal Slob. pig. Yep. And I'm so fucking OCD. If you come to my place, if something's not straight, I'm like, my friends would come over, my remotes would be like, they'd go like that. I'd come out and go, you fucking can't see <laughs> <that."> <laughs> So when I read this article, I'm like, you fucking assholes and shit. So that, that's, that's the company I left, Muscle Tech, because they just would put shit in. They'd even put an ad in a magazine, Lee Priest. This is the best thing. I go do a seminar. Hey, Lee, what's that product like? I'm like, what product? The one you're in the ad for. I'm like, yeah. I call them. I say, "You've got a fucking new product, a new ad out that I don't know about." Mm. I said, "You should fucking let me know if you're going to fucking." You've got yeah. to run past you, sure. Yeah, no, they don't. They just put it out there. Okay, well, let's look at. Okay, forget steroids for a moment. Mm -hmm. You look at me. I'm training six days a week. I'm doing cardio two mm -hmm. or three days a week. What do I need to be doing? I think I think I eat relatively well. Well, that's the thing. Sometimes I've given diets to people, even women, because women are the worst. You say, what are you eating? Oh, I don't eat much. So when I give them a diet, they might only have like breakfast and a coffee and this and that. I give them a diet of like five meals and they're like, oh, that's way too much food. So I'm actually giving them more food, but because you're eating them at spaced out, mm. smaller meals, your metabolism. The thing is, your body's one of those things where if you don't give it enough food, it's going to hold on to the fat as like a source just in case of emergencies. So mm. If you start eating more regularly, your body's like, okay, I don't need to store this fat. I can use it as energy and just get rid of it. So sometimes it's weird because you could be eating more food, but yet you're losing weight and getting in shape compared to if you're not eating enough, your body's just going to hang on to what it's got for emergencies. So sometimes you might think you're eating a lot, but when you look at it, you go, oh, there's not really enough calories. It might not even be enough to maintain what you have. Because if I look at like a, a calorie calculator, they can say, hey, anywhere between... 3,500 calories mm -hmm. to 2,800 sort of thing. Yeah. It's hard to work out where yeah. I should be. Well, normally I always start people off. I don't even go by calories. I might just give them a basic diet where I might say, okay, for breakfast, have a small bowl of oatmeal, maybe a piece of fruit and a protein drink. Then your next meal, maybe just have 
half a cup of rice and a chicken breast and then just get them on a basic eating plan like that then I, after a week or two are you a little bit more hungry yeah i'm hungry how's your energy good okay well maybe about a three quarters of a cup of rice until you find that rather than just say here here's a diet mm. you gotta fucking eat that i'd rather give you a very range of foods then you just let me know how you're feeling if you're still hungry or look i'm too full okay let's cut some of the carbs back because you're obviously not burning them up enough so i work it out that way rather because if you go on my calories sometimes it's like i did that once and by the end of the day i'm like oh fuck i got i can't eat any more calories and it's only 4 p.m mm. i'm fucking starving hungry uh, i'm fucking yeah. just drinking water before going to bed and stuff yeah so and it does become an obsession too you know, and also too the scale is the worst thing ever because i see so many women I can just see when they come into the gym that every morning straight to the scale mm. I just see them get deflated they step on it's yeah. just like there's your workout ruined and the thing is too you could be eating the same food healthy food and your body's just from hormones whatever's going to fluctuate just due to you're holding more fluid you can like a couple of kilos in fluid or something like that so I never worry about scales to me now I just use my boxer shorts as like because I've started doing boxing and stuff the last year if I sit around the 98 kilos now 95 98 where I am now my boxer shorts are fine. If I start getting 103 kilos, they fold over once at the top. 108 kilos, they fold yeah. over twice. So It's even hard to work out, even for me. So I'm 6'8", and I try and work out what a good weight is for me. Some people say, and the lowest I've been, I was on the keto diet for about two years, and I got down to about 94 kilos. That mm -hmm. was my leanest. And I, I didn't look great. Like, I just looked fucking unhealthy sort of thing. Because um, I was trying to lose the love handles. But for me, they're just there, you know. Well, some people, it's naturally built that way yeah. where you can diet down. You might lose weight everywhere else, but you still have those. Just those one bits. And That's all get, I and had. to get rid of them, you've got to go to a state of deprivation that yeah. is unhealthy. And then, like I said, you might get the nice model look jaw face, but you're like, oh, fuck, I fuck feel like that. shit. Fuck everyone. I'm and you don't want that. No. Like, but like some people say, hey, if you're six foot eight, you know, 203 centimetres, you need to be 90 kilos. Yeah. That's where you should so be. They never got into those kidding? charts. Because I see, when I used to go by those charts in America, because the health insurance over there is so bad, when I was married with the wife, that, like they'd come well, around. you'd be obese. I would. So every time I'd go sign for an insurance company, they'd come around to the house to do a check. Oh, where's your husband? He's at work. I'd be hiding in the bedroom. So, they didn't so, so I'd put down, I weighed like, because over there it was like, I think I had to be like 140 something pounds for my height. That's crazy. And here I am at like 240, sitting around 240 normally or 280. They'd yeah. be like, fuck, we're not insuring you. Yeah. You're yeah. definitely on the Well, cards. the BMI is just ridiculous. Oh, the crazy. BMI doesn't work at all. Because uh, you've got muscle, you've got this and that. So it's just crazy. Yeah. You should be running off what? Body fat percentage of anything. Exactly. And the thing is too, so even though, because there's fat people too. As, but look, I don't know some people would say fat, but let's say overweight who are fucking fit as fuck. I, I've seen oh, them yeah. run and jog mm. and shit, but then, yeah, okay, then there's the obese side, then that's not healthy. So when you some people say being overweight is unhealthy, I know a lot of un overweight people who are still really healthy, but, you know, then you've got the obese ones where you just, hey, your ankles are turning purple and you fucking can't feel your feet. I, 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 <laughs> I talk a lot of shit about o obese people, and the reason I do that is because I don't like the new attitude of, hey, I'm healthy and oh, you yeah. have to respect mm -hmm. me. That's my number one thing with it. Yeah. If you're obese... Like a lot of people are, mm. like 50% of the population, if not more, is. But you're going to the gym and you're trying to be a better person yeah, than you are, that's then great. all the power yeah. to you. Just don't be a fat slob and sit at home and complain. Oh, are the ones you see? Like, I could never understand this because I was thinking, if, you're, if you go to a bar and you're pissed as, I can say that, mate, Louie. I'm with you. <laughs> I've cut you off. I've cut you off. It's not good for your health. You could drive drunk. You could do whatever. So why can't I be a McDonald's worker? If you come in obese, I say, listen. You've had enough. You're not getting the fucking <laughs> supersize. I'll give you the fucking. Bro. I'll give you the fucking bag of apples. 
and the fucking Coke Zero or something. But I said, why can't you do that? Because really for their health, if, if it's all about health and this sort of shit, when you see someone in America is the worst because in America everything's free refills, you know, and this and that. And there, everything over there, you've been to the USA, yeah. everything's like, their large popcorn's like fucking this. Dude, we and land if in you LA. Eat it, and if you eat it, you can get it refilled. Oh, yeah. So I'd go to the movies, and the obesest people would have the biggest popcorns and drinks. And before the fucking previews are over, they're going back and getting the fucking refill. I'm like, how the fuck do you do it? I'm thinking, yeah, they love it. They must just get to the point where they don't care. It's just like, okay, I'm big and fat. You get to a point where you just don't care anymore because... They just keep eating. It's not even like they attempt to. It's like they might just give up. And well, I've always thought I'd, I'd love to get a hold of some of those people because whether, you know, things can happen in life. Some people, granted, do have hormonal problems and they. Yeah, but can't it's not as much it. as. People no, not carry as much as now. But now, like you said, because of everyone that's been put on covers of magazines, Biggie's beautiful. And who's that? Um, Who's that singer now? She's Lizzo. All, oh, sorry. Yeah, she's wait. a bitch. Okay. So <laughs> but the, the, the issue with losing weight is, is, is this, basically. As far as my under, understanding is concerned, if your maintenance calories to stay the weight you are is 2,500 calories a day, mm-hmm. right, and you are overweight at that point, if you eat 2,501 calories, you will continue to slowly gain weight. Yeah, you've got to be in that sort of calorie-deficient type thing. you just got to be just slightly. Yeah, but like, like a if, lot of if people If you to maintain was 2,500 and you ate 23, you'd slowly start losing weight. But you also, would. too... It's weird because when I diet for contests, I might start at 2,500 calories, but by the time the contest is here, I'm, I'm up near 3,800 because mm. as your metabolism speeds up, you, you can eat more. more. It's almost like, yeah, those mates you hate who can eat anything and they fucking never put weight on and still look good. So that's the thing. Once your metabolism speeds up, so in the beginning of my diets, my calories might be low. I'm not eating much. I'm just like, yeah, fuck. But then as you tell me, fuck, I'm hungry. And you start eating more, you're eating more. It's just weird because mm. you're eating more food, but yet you're losing weight. So... But if you're if you're going to work in an office, you're driving there, you're driving home. By the time you get home at six o'clock, you oh, left yeah. when it was dark. It's dark when you mm-hmm. get home. You sit down, you eat it's more. It's hard to get motivated. Then, Man, it is. Uh, and I, I feel like I'm in a very you know lucky position mm-hmm. that I can train whenever I want, and I, I treat it as a part of yeah. my job. Although you may disagree from what you saw this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hey, you you were there. I was there. <laughs> Fuck me. I wish you were there, Blue. I'm you glad were, I wasn't. Jesus Christ. But the thing is too is like even if you can't get to a gym i always tell people just get out and do something whether it's just, just af- after dinner something. walk around the block do yeah. something you can do push-ups it's like people always think i gotta go to a gym you don't have to go to a gym there's so much activity you can do if you've got dogs walk the dogs or if you've got a partner just go walking on the weekend go walking if, if you can try to get at least 20 30 minutes in every day or every second day that's something and then just slowly build it because People always say we don't have time, but I always find if you want something bad enough, you always find time. Make time for I it. don't have time for this, but yet I'll sit on Facebook for fucking two hours yeah. scrolling through bullshit. It's like, get out there. Oh, I was even talking about the other day how, like, I was on a podcast talking about the ones we love are the ones we seem to hurt the most all the yeah. time and that. And, you know, when I've lost friends, and that now I try and just send a message every day, hi, how are you? Or just a love heart emoji. I think I can't believe that, like I said, I, I can go, like, sometimes my mum just lives at Aberglass and I think, been five days, I haven't even spoke to my mum. Mm. But yet, people I don't even fucking know on Instagram, I'll be there fucking arguing back and forth. Yeah. I'm thinking, why am I giving these people I don't know so much time, but people who mean the world to me, you haven't just said, hi, how are you going today? It's just something like that because you never know when your time's up and shit. And I've lost a few friends that quick. I'm thinking, fuck. Because you always, I think too, because people are close to us think they're always going to be there. Mum's always going to be there. That person's going to be there. But then when they're not, I'm thinking, Fuck, I didn't even speak to him because of what? I was arguing with some dickhead online yeah. for days. It's weird. <laughs> and, it, and it happens quick. My old man went to a, a funeral the other day. A dude, uh, a mate of his from childhood, Christmas Day, got photos with the family in front of the tree. By lunchtime, he was dead, heart attack. Yeah. 
heavy as fuck, mm. you know, and it yeah. just happens. Like we argue about these things, and I, I, you know, I'm guilty of making these ridiculous videos on things, oh. but it's all just me taking mm. light of the ridiculous things that are happening. Well, I do the, the same thing. I get in trouble sometimes because I had friends that would die of cancer, so I make jokes about cancer. I have people attack me. You shouldn't make jokes about that. But it's like. I'm not really making. I know it's bad and it kills people, but yet you try and make light of, of the do. bad shit. Just the mate Claire put yeah. on these pants that she bought on Amazon, and they didn't fit. She's pregnant, right? Uh-huh. And so she's trying to get them on, and she took this photo of her and her guts <laughs> hanging out, and she's ah making a face, and this and she goes, oh, "I'm loving pregnancy" in the caption or whatever. And this lady messaged and said, "You shouldn't make fun of pregnancy. Some people can't get pregnant." I'm like, "Fuck, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. That's what you took away from that. You shouldn't yeah. go like, haha, you can't get pregnant to that person.' Well, but well, like, well, I, well sure. I, had, I had women get mad at me once because I was doing this whole, <laughs> what is it, post pardon depression or something yeah. after they have a baby i said all it is is that you look like fucking shit yeah. <laughs> i said it's not depression i said we never heard this before it's like let's just say you meet your girl and she's fucking beautiful you go into the gym great it's fucking all the time she gets pregnant oh fuck you're glowing she's getting all the attention baby showers fucking getting gifts and it's you all look, about the baby and then it's born. all but it's lies to tell her how beautiful she looks yeah and she fucking finally goes off. That's the kid. Everyone comes to the hospital. Oh, the baby's so beautiful. It's fucking this and that. In the meantime, you know, you put on 60 pounds. The kid weighed fucking five. So it's all these cravings you've had. So now once that's gone, you get home with the baby. So that first week, friends still come mm. over. Said, then after that, what are you left with? You're fucking fat. You've got a screaming kind of a kid. <laughs> no one wants to invite you anywhere. Your husband doesn't want to fuck you. No wonder you're depressed. It's you listen like, to this, Claire? It's yeah. Not, it's, it's not a... Dicks are don't come down, Jesus it's, Christ. It's not a fucking scientific thing here. It's just that you're a fat Lee's, pig with Lee's a screaming kind of a kid and you don't want to get them fucked. Please <laughs> airing my grievances. You know what's crazy about Claire? She, she's uh, 27, nearly 28 weeks pregnant and yeah. she's put on seven kilos. And that's yeah. it. Is that a lot or not nah. much? And all these other chicks are like, because she's training every day. Oh, yeah. she's, that's why we got well, the bike. I've seen plenty of women who go to the gym, and I mean, they don't put any weight at all just Except here. Except the belly. The and belly. when the baby's gone, boom. But then the women that I knew who were pregnant training, oh, that's abuse. You shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be doing I'm like, boom. fuck, you can't win. Well, I think women are the worst for picking on women than anything. Oh, chicks it's ha- like, well, Claire and I have this saying, women hate women. Oh, I had a thing. We go, can be pretty bad. I had a woman <laughs> go at me the other day, too. I was talking about the whole fucking... It just came up. I was talking about skunk puss, and they're like, "What the fuck's that?" Ladies and gentlemen, Lee Price. Skunk, said, skunk puss. Let's puss. go. I said, "Well, it's how you get fucking caught." I said, "This happened to me once when I was young." I said, "You know when you're with a girl and you're dating a girl or you're married to a girl, her vagina never stinks. It's always beautiful and sweet. You go fucking cheat and finger pop someone or do whatever. You're like, fuck that smell. Skunk you can't puss. get rid of it. Even if you fucking wash your dick, you'll be taking a piss. You're like, can so smell I said, it. I said, "There's some fucking gland up there." This bitch knows you're cheating, so she's going to fucking mark you. Yes, they spray her. On the this cock. Tunk puss. And, and it skunk puss. Yeah, and it doesn't fucking come off. Because how many times have you washed it sometimes? You're going like that. You should have a t shirt that says Lee Pro Skunk <laughs> Puss. I know. <laughs> so, so there's some gland up there behind the fucking fallopian tube that fucking squirts that out. That tags it. Yeah, so like, so when you go home and you've washed it and washed it, yeah, I said, you'll be taking a piss and you're still like, I can smell it. Fuck, the missus is going to smell it for sure. You're Wait. marked as a cheater. A yeah, stinky cheater. Exactly, and, and that's what that woman releases that on you so you get caught when you go home. But we'll be honest, when I was younger... Was <laughs> Actually, one, now that you mention it, there was this one girl in my... And this is where the dick stinks thing comes from. Like, it was like three weeks. Stank. Oh. And it was bad. You got skunk pussed. So I, I got skunk pussed. I remember the first time I brought a girl home. How's this bad? I'm going down on her. I'm thinking... That tastes a bit irony. Oh. I looked, I saw a bit of butter. Like, all of a sudden, my sister comes home. She's banging on my bedroom door. 
what are you doing? I said, nothing. I said, hold on. Okay, see you. I opened up the door. She's like, oh no, the Dolmio oh, grin. Strawberry yeah. kisses. I, I look like <laughs> fucking Heath Ledger the Joker. I had fucking, just fucking blood everywhere. I looked in the mirror and she's even looking at me. And my sister's like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, I'm like, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I tell you what, Lee, all this talk of pussy and, and dinner time and food. <laughs> uh, it's time to call it because um, it is dinner time. Uh, Lee Priest, thank you very much for coming oh, thank on the you podcast, for having brother. Me. It's thank fantastic you. time. We thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> that it. That was outstanding. Louis, have you got anything to add before we end up? There's no, there's, there's nothing else to say. Check out the Daily Blue. Check out Lee Priest on Instagram uh, as thank well. You. And Gabe, well done. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you uh, subscribe to the. Uh, you can actually subscribe on uh, Spotify if you didn't know that. It's very exciting. Uh, what else? Anything? Look out for skunk puss. Yes. Watch out for beware, skunk puss. Beware. Beware the dirty skunk puss. And you women that are depressed, you're just fucking fat and ugly. <laughs> Lee Priest, ladies and gentlemen. Lee Priest. I wouldn't uh, fuck you either. The views of Lee Priest do not reflect the views of me. I mean. But they do reflect the views of Gabe. He's a piece of shit. We'll see you next time. To the Bye bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.